Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning to life. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM, your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM, 97.3. Victorious warrior, lord of everything. 27 minutes past 6, 97.3 City FM. Apologies for this morning's no-show on, on the news. We had a technical outage that essentially made it impossible to bring you the City Breakfast News. And we sincerely apologize for that. I'll give you some of the, the news highlights as the show starts. Uh, Caleb Kuda was seated, but for some technical reasons, uh, we could not access the information to put the news across, and for which reason we, we sincerely apologize. Getting a lot of inquiries as to what is going on. Well, luckily we are here, we are able to speak to you, so we'll give you all the information you need. It's uh, Wednesday morning. 
it's mid-month essentially the middle of the month of june june has 30 days today is the 15th the year has uh, 12 months this month is the sixth so if you've been able to wake up today you're obviously crossing halfway it's almost half time thank you for staying with 97.3 ctfm my name is bernard avle and let me repeat again we apologize for our inability to bring you the city breakfast news this morning we had a technical outage i mean it's just incredible the kinds of things that go on behind the scenes before we're able to get to you with the information luckily we've rectified that so we're here live with the show i will tell you some of the big news items uh, that you missed out on and then i'll go into the headlines as well and then we will do the regulars so we're on live from now till 10. the ghana meteorological agency is saying that southern ghana will remain cloudy with the possibility of rain and thunder within the morning and afternoon hours parts of northern ghana as well will experience some thunderstorms later in the day this is from the ghana meteorological agency their release for this morning southern ghana will remain cloudy with the possibility of rain and thunder within the morning and afternoon hours and then part of northern ghana will also experience thunderstorms uh, later today so let's all get set if you're moving out of the house you know how to dress if it's an umbrella you need if it's not absolutely necessary to go out you know what to do uh, some of the stories were to bring you the privileges committee of parliament has taken a decision to publish the summons for member of parliament for dom kabenya sarajua safo to appear before it the committee's decision follows the failure of adjua safo to appear before them despite several invitations sent to her the dom kabenya legislator was referred to the committee by the speaker of parliament for absenting herself from the house for 15 days without permission in her last interview with joy news adjua safo says she had not received any invitation from the said committee in other stories repair works ongoing on the akrat motorway the ghana highway authority center release saying it has undertaken or it is undertaking emergency repair works on the lakpa river bridge on the Accra bound section of the Accra Temamoto. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Now, apparently, this move is in collaboration with the Ghana Highways Authority and the Ministry. In 2014, this was when they thought of doing this. Now, according to the press release, the defects on the steel deck have affected the steel beams and welds. This press release was signed by Ahmed Nasiriati. Now, he says... Uh, this re- development has necessitated the closure of part of the stretch 
of the road for refurbishment to take place. Now, in addition to the ongoing traffic management measures on the motorway aimed at alleviating the inconvenience to the motoring public, contractors working on the beach road have been directed to ensure that the dual carriage sections are opened to traffic. They further advise motorists to use alternative routes such as Fertilizer Road, Tribla Road, Spintex Road 1, Teshin Link, Adogon Highway, and Burma Camp Roads 1 and 2, and follow directional signs. And apparent, according to the press release, the road will be open to traffic by Friday, June 17. We'll be speaking to Amediate later during the show to give us some more information on this. For those of you who are listening to this in traffic, I'll go through the alternative routes again. According to a release uh, signed by the ministry, the road will be open by 17th June, which is end of this week. In addition to traffic management measures on the motorway, aimed at alleviating the inconvenience to the motoring public, contractors working on the beach road have been directed to ensure that the dual carry sections are open to traffic. They further advise motorists to use alternative roads such as Fertilizer Road, Treeblow Road, Spintex Road 1, Teshin Link, Adogon Highway, and Bema Camp Road 1 and 2, and follow directional signs. If you don't know these roads, join the show. will help you out. Meanwhile, let me take you back to Parliament. Speaker of Parliament has indicated that the tax agencies will soon be invited to audit members of parliament. Uh, the speaker explained that this is one of the mechanisms to compel legislators to honor their tax obligations and also invalidate the widely held perception that they take huge salaries and ex gratia. Many, including CSOs, have called for the scrapping of the ex gratia pay to members of parliament after every four years. Now, here's Alban Bagbin, who is also saying that the perception that uh, this issue is widespread is not the truth. Let's hear him as we bring you some highlights of the news. I've already discussed with some agencies. I'm left with now getting the leaders for us to go through the details and agree on how the GRE could from time to time come to the House and make sure that each member of parliament has obeyed our tax laws. That's the way you can read of yourself about that perception. We are having these problems because there is some perception that S. Gracia is on huge money. So when you go to your constituency, the youth following you around don't want to hear that you don't have. You all know it. And you know that you don't benefit from that S. Gracia as MPs. You don't. Because the money you spend to be elected to parliament is thrice or four times more than what they give you as S. Gracia. So that was Speaker Alban Bagman speaking to members of parliament. In other stories, ECG has warned people in the Krobo enclave in the eastern region who intend to connect power to their homes illegally to refrain from such acts. Now, this comes after residents declined the installation of prepaid meters and exercise the ECG began yesterday. Now, the power company explains that people who reject the meters are disconnected from the national grid. Their PRO for the Tema region for ECG, Sechua said some people have hinted of performing such illegality, hence the warning. We are not forcing anybody to accept the prepaid meters. However, if you decide not to accept the prepaid meters, and again, some of them have been telling us, and they've constantly been telling us that we should pack and get out of Kobolan. They don't want to work with ECG anymore. Some still want the supply. So we are saying that if you don't want to get the prepaid meters, which the company has been using for well over two decades, well, that's fine. But it means that you also don't want the company to supply you with electricity. So then we'll disconnect. Now, per ECG's policies and regulations and per our operations, if we disconnect you for whatever reason and the customer on your own decides to reconnect, 
we take it as illegal connection. And illegal connection is deemed as stealing. So you'll be taken through the law, the court processes, and all of that. It will be between you and the judge deciding your fate. So that was Sechiwa Mensa uh, speaking about the connection of people in the Krobe area to meet us. So it's 636. This is the City Breakfast Show. Again, we apologize for inability to bring you the news. Just brought you two highlights from Parliament. The summons to address Safo, which will be published in the media. Speaker Babin's comments around what the MP should expect from the audit service. And then the ECG's work in the Krobe area. <laughs> so it's a very interesting day. It's mid-month. And... Uh, one of my favorite songs. Go ahead, man. You know, really? this song when I hear it, uh, I want to dance, but I can't dance. Yeah. There, everybody has something they can't do. Mine is I can't dance. I have two left feet. But this is a really good song. All right. So I also have brought you business sense. No, brother, man. Here, have well, I've learned some sense this morning. Two Don't put all your eggs in one basket. It's a big deal. <laughs> Be strong. Uh, it is brought to you by Total. You beautiful heaven away. Quartz 9000 Futures LW20 delivers excellent engine protection no and cleanliness. Money, no Increases your oil change interval while reducing your fuel consumption. Join the Total Quartz Nation movement now. Total Quartz, keep your engine younger for longer. What's the what's the wisest? saying you've heard in your life in my life like something that's always been true like this morning don't put your eggs in one basket so true you know something that your mother used to say or something that people used to say that you thought wasn't true Nippon Seshi Nippon Seshi that is true think, think about also it think, don't I mean, put your eggs in one basket excellence is not an act but a habit I like that yeah. I like that excellence is not an act but a habit for you who practice yeah I can get that for a musician for a performer yeah Nippon's what's the English translation of that we don't need an English translation no, somebody's a human being doesn't resemble anything, anything. <laughs> in the meantime if you are an agent of Fidelity Bank we're taking our most dedicated agent to experience the magnificent city of Dubai Fidelity feeling it's called the yanko dubai promo simply uh, open more fidelity smart accounts as an agent make more deposits transfers withdrawals and other transactions from may to october the agent with the highest number of fidelity smart accounts and transactions made will be chosen for this all expenses paid trip of a lifetime fidelity bank believe with us all right so we have the newspaper uh, review to do for you i just wanted kokri to read the statement from the ministry of roads mm-hmm. i think that's a, a, a very important story for those if you don't live in accra you may not see how important it is like the motorway is like the main artery to the heart of the city so when the motorway is blocked everything comes <laughs> to a standstill so please forgive us if you are making too much noise about this the other thing is that there are about seven constituencies that surround the motorway so there's a problem with the motorway it affects probably like half of accra so please uh, uh, accept our apologies if you keep harping on this. You're listening outside Accra. You don't see what all the fuss is about. It's really serious. Somebody sent me a message this morning. Patrice. I mean, mm. he sends me a message. He's he been... And I, I don't... You know, there are some people who send messages and you are like, is this guy's exaggeration? Patrice has been at... I left home at 4.45 a.m. Now, if you wonder who Patrice is... Is that your Patrice? Yes, there's, an, Patrice. there's an advert on CTV yeah. on uh, Pediasi <laughs> Valley. <laughs> Some Bole guy who was doing push-ups for fathers. And that's Patrice. He <laughs> says... He should use that energy. Oh, Patrice. <laughs> no, Patrice. <laughs> that so, he used to work at Radio Go. So, he's a, he's a media guy. He says, and I used to be his... Co-host his on Barca. He says, yes. I left so, home at 4.45. Where are you going, Patrice? Thinking... Exactly. thinking that, no, because, oh, yeah. of, because of the road. 
He wants to be the traffic. Thinking the road would be clear. <laughs> but Masa, the traffic is thick, Papa. Mm. Then he says, anyway, I wish them well. So he's reacting to the press release. So read the press statement again. Emergency works on Accra Tema Motorway. The Ministry of Roads and Highways, acting through the Ghana Highway Authority, is undertaking emergency repair works on the Lakplakpa River Bridge on the Accra-bound section of the Accra Tema Motorway. In 2014, one span of the two-span bridge was replaced with a steel deck. Presently, the steel deck has failed and defects have occurred in the remaining reinforced concrete slab. The defects on the steel deck have affected the steel beams and welds. In order to save life and property, it was imperative to close that section of the road for emergency repairs. The Ghana Highway Authority has been working day and night to reconstruct the deck, applying modern technology of concrete production and use to ensure that the road is open to traffic by Friday, 17th June at 6 a.m. In addition to the ongoing traffic management measures on the motorway aimed at alleviating the inconveniences to the motoring public, contractors working on the beach road have been directed to ensure that the dual carriage sections are open to traffic. The motoring public is advised to use alternative Alternative roads such as Fertilizer Road, Tree Blow Road, Spintex Road 1, mm-hmm. Teshi Link, Adogon Highway, mm-hmm. and Burma Camp Roads 1 and 2, and follow directional signs. The ministry sincerely apologizes for the inconvenience caused to the motoring public, mm-hmm. and it is signed Nasir Ahmad Yate, head yeah. of public relations unit. So uh, he's given about five alternative roads. They've asked the people on the beach road to open the dual carriage mm-hmm. to allow for. Uh, free flow. We will speak to Ahmed later on. Okay. Let's get other stories. Yes, let me take you to some details, Bernard. The Development Bank of Ghana is here mm-hmm. and uh, the president says it's a boost for SMEs and that's on the front page of the Daily Graphic. According to the story, mm-hmm. uh, the Development Bank Ghana has begun operations with an initial government equity investment of $250 million. Mm. Apart from the government's initial investments, the bank has also enjoyed some investment from the European Investment Bank which has provided 170 million euros. The World Bank, which has given the DBG 225 million dollars, and the African Development Bank, mm-hmm. which has given a grant of 40 million dollars mm-hmm. to the DBG. Mm-hmm. The coming on board of the DBG is in fulfillment of the government's plan of increasing the number of banks that will support small and medium scale enterprises. Setting the process of the bank in motion at the ceremony yesterday, President mm-hmm. Anodankwe Kufuado charged the new bank to work to transform SMEs into well-functioning formal and strong corporates. This is a very important development. We hope we, we can time. stick with the mandate. Yes, the, the question is, will the, how will they work? It's a very important development. If it works out, very good that's for businesses. Good, yeah. So yes. that's the graphics lead story. Yeah. Yes, the Ghanaian Times also leads with that. President launches $800 million Development Bank of Ghana. But mm. also in the Ghanaian Times, three police officers interdicted over Islamic SHS disturbances. Mm. So three senior police officers have been interdicted by the Ghana Police Service following Monday's disturbances at the Islamic Senior High School. They are Deputy Commissioner of Police Kwesi Akumia Praku, uh, Deputy Ashanti Regional Police Commander, Assistant Commissioner of Police George Ankuma, and the Regional Operations Commander and ACP Alex Kujo, who is the Swami Divisional Police Commander. Additionally, the Police Professional and Standard Bureau has commenced investigations into the conduct of officers who were responsible for the police response at the SHS. So that's confirmation of yesterday. Before we go into other stories, let me talk to Ahmed Yate, who issued the release briefly. He's Head of Communication, Ministry of Roads. Ahmed, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard, and good morning to the team. I guess the statement came last night because of the complaints that people had started making. Did, did you expect the level of traffic we are seeing when you, you thought about this project? Because I think there was an announcement last week that you're going to do this. Has the level of traffic surprised the ministry? Well, Bernard, um, I can say somehow, somehow, because... Um, 
as you said, before we started, we tried to put out some announcement. The minister visited the place uh, with the press before the work started, and then we tried to educate the public about what was going to happen. Um, but uh, I must admit that um, the traffic situation uh, got so, so huge. Uh, it also may be because when people pass, they try to slow down and see what is happening. There are several factors, but mm. then mm. The, the, the bottom line is that um, we realize that the traffic situation... Mm. Let me just ask why now we are doing this road. I'm asking because the beach road is not fully ready. So one would have thought that with such a major repair of the motorway, you would wait till the alternative route is in good shape before you, you embark on this project. And as your statement itself said, you are now asking the guys working on the beach road to make the dual carriage open, which means it's not actually ready. Could we not have waited till the beach road was fully ready before we started this? Bernard, as we stated in our in the release, you know, the the bridge was was vibrating when you pass on it. In fact it was very dangerous. You know, as we as I spoke to you the other day, I told you that the motorway itself, we are hoping that we by August we will start some work on it. But then you you cannot afford to lose a single life because you are about to start or something. You know, life is life once lost cannot be brought back. And so we needed to go through this inconvenience to make sure that we save life. In fact, that is the main reason. Right. If, you, if you if you look at what we've been doing on the motorway, we've just been trying to manage it, uh, patching it, and here and there, just because we know that mm. we are going to do uh, redo the motorway. All but right, you, you, one, fair enough. I, I get the point. You're saying this will be done by 17th, so you're saying by Friday, the the the, the construction work will be done. Is that a confirmation? Exactly, exactly. We are hoping that. Um, uh, Today, the concrete work will, will be completed. It, it has some, because we are using very uh, modern technology concrete production, it has a very few, one or two days to 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 be treated or to And then to dry. dry. And then, okay. And then we can go. Two, two final road. questions. Uh, thank you for joining us. First one is, this statement you released today, should you not have released it last week? Because you are now telling us alternative routes. This is like day three of the misery. If you had released the statement last week, Wednesday, giving us the alternative routes and directed that the people on the beach road should do the things you are saying this morning, maybe we could have prevented the three days of traffic, couldn't we? Yes, Bernard. You know, when we when we announced that we are going to start the work, in fact, we created a diversion. And we know that this, this route that we've mentioned, uh, they are already known to most of us. And but those who live around Tema Teshi area, um, I must say, are already used to traffic, and most of them are very well versed in alternative routes. So it was a given that maybe most of them will apply. But it was necessary to emphasize on this because you know the the Tema Teshi Link Road is a separate project, and the contractors have their schedule, they are working. Uh, according to so to tell them to halt for a day or two was something difficult but given the agency of the situation it became necessary to tell them to 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 halt for a while so that at least yes some people want me to ask you some people want me to ask you why the people are not working at night while they are working in the day 
No, they, they are working. They are, in fact, the last time the minister went there, he gave that directive, and I'll be surprised if they are not working at night. In fact, Bernard, I can, I can tell you that, in fact, maybe I don't have to announce it, but something dramatic will happen this night. So, so maybe I don't have to announce hey, it. But the minister, the something minister dramatic will happen. <laughs> Why is somebody <laughs> is somebody going to be sacked? What's going to happen? No, 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 no. But I don't have to announce. But uh, the minister gave that directive that they should work day and night. And so it, I'll be surprised if they are not doing that. And if they are not doing that, they'll be going ah, Okay. The so my, my team right. says they are actually working at night as well. So Fred yes, said yes, that they yes. were there last night. It was there last night. Working. Okay. Thank you, Ahmed, uh, for talking to us. I'm sure there are so many people who have questions, but I'll leave you here for now. Thank you, Ahmed. Yate, Head of Communication, Ministry of Roads. Let's get other stories. Uh, uh, Girlfriend, I'm coming back to you. Which other story? Yeah, so um, place premium and agree for jobs. That's Edusa Akodier. Uh-huh. That's on page 13. So he has called for strategic investments in the agri and manufacturing sectors to provide job opportunities for people. Mm-hmm. So the unemployment challenge has some roots in the country's inability to make strategic investments in the two sectors over the years. Okay, so that's yeah, he said still that, in the theme of managing inflation. Yeah, he said the unemployment situation was alarming and required urgent measures to address it. Okay. Kukui, what else have you seen? Two members of parliament who are still having a bit of trouble. So we've got uh, James Yeshikwason, who mm-hmm. has suffered another blow in court. The Supreme Court has dismissed his review application. Mm-hmm. Then we've got the member of parliament for Jomoro, who says, my lord, I held two Ivorian passports. Oh, and that's on the front page of the Chronicle. Mm. And then there's this interesting quote on the front page of the Chronicle. Proverbs 8.5 says, oh, simple ones, learn prudence. Oh, fools, learn sense. There's a story about a policeman caught with Indian hemp in his car Yes, there is. That's also on the front page of the Chronicle. 84 parcels of wee. In a policeman's car boot. Yes, he was conveying those 84 parcels of compressed narcotics in his private car. On Sunday, he got into an accident. Oh, Lord. Yes, on the Bebe Mountains in the Volta region. Bebe. Okay. The 36-year-old non-commissioned officer, Hmm. uh, his name is Lochu Agbeko, stationed at the formed police unit, fractured his hand. He's currently responding to treatment at the Peki Government Hospital under armed guard. You know, another another quotation that, or why saying, Nami Ompe Boni. So Not he's like packed we in his car boot. He's using the Quever route, possibly Anybody. because he wants to escape the main, you know, the Peki to Quever road. Uh, pe- mm. there's, a, there's a main road, but maybe he's using the mountains to escape the uh, he's calling mm. police. He, he, got, he got ended up in an accident, broke his hand, and they've caught him with a wee. So he probably would have succeeded if he hadn't had the accident. So. Let me tell him about the Ghana card, which has been confirmed is not an e passport, mm. according to the Minister of Foreign Affairs. Why did she not just say this all those months ago? <laughs> when that, why, why? So who's saying this? The Minister. So she appeared before Parliament mm-hmm. and she has officially clarified that the Ghana card is essentially an identification document with biometric features but not an electronic passport or a travelling document. Quote, Mr. Speaker, mm-hmm. I wish to reiterate the fact that even though the Ghana card bears the technical features of an e-passport and has the potential to be used as an e-passport, there is still a long way to go for it to be recognised as such. For a country to accept our national identification, there must be some bilateral agreements and already we have started the request for some bilateral negotiations for some key countries to accept our national identification. Mm. But in contrast, the Ghana card as defined in Section 19 of the National Identification Authority Act 2006-707 is an identity card with a personal identification number issued by the authority. For the purposes of identification of a person, the card is issued. Mm. Therefore, the card is principally an identification document and a new passport is essentially a travel document. Fair enough. I think this is one of the reasons why Parliament is important because you see, Parliament is a house of record, so mm. anybody can say anything on radio. But as soon as you go to Parliament, you whatever you say mm. has to be the truth. So mm. we, we we need to 
that's why we need to protect parliament because there are many things that people will not say to us but when parliament asks them to say they have to say it's not just about protecting parliament it's also about parliament asking the questions at the right time exactly so that it can clarify Five all this confusion we are, we are right what other story do you have well speaking of confusion i've yeah. got one the achimota land some mm. new owners have popped up oh lord so yes the laleshi manche has released an indenture to support his claim. The mm. chief of La Leshini, Tete Ofro, Soro the First, has challenged government's decision to release 361 acres of land on the periphery of the Achimata Forest to any family claiming ownership of the forest. According to him, the people of La Leshini were the rightful owners of the Achimata Forest land and not those claiming ownership. He made this known in his engagement with some selected journalists in Accra. He stated that he has an indenture covering the land. He's ready to provide proof that the said land belongs to the people of La Leshini. Mm. He stated that contrary to the assertion that the Achimata Forest land was acquired in 1917, the acquisition was rather made in 1931. He said the government should ignore any family or stool that is claiming ownership of the Achimata Forest. All right. Let me tell you about uh, the Herald's front page where they are saying there's confusion between the Interior Ministry and the National Security Ministry. Mm -hmm. According to the story, the confusion is over the director from the Ghana Police Service to all commercial banks in the country to use armor-plated bullion vans to move money across the country. Mm. Now, according to the Herald, they had learned that uh, from what the minister, from what the interior ministry led by Ambrose Derry believes was an attempt by the National Security Ministry led by Albert Kandapa to usurp its role by granting permission to a heavily connected private company to import the specialized vehicles into the country for the bullion services. Uh, uh, people familiar with the matter revealed to the Herald that the confusion was sparked by the National Security Ministry's dealings with a private company called Brompton. Okay, yeah. so that's the story there. So, which other story has caught your attention? Which editorial? Well, I have this, one. I, okay. let, me, let me just do one. Yes, so that government says, yes. $15 million image washing for a Japan royalties uh, deal. That is also uh, in the newspaper. According to the Herald, um, they are saying that uh, the, there is a $15 million budget for PR work to make Ghana look good. Ahead All right, let Japan. me give you two stories of interest. Islamic SSS SS gets temporary ramps. You know, this was the reason why they mm -hmm. did the process. So the story on City News says safety ropes have been placed as temporary speed humps on the road in front of the Islamic Senior High School at Abrepo in Kumasi. They were put there a day after students of the school protested to demand speed ramps to prevent knockdowns from speeding vehicles. Deputy Education Minister Reverend Intim Fodjo said the situation at Islamic SHS is calm now. He was there the day after the incident and they say we want to avoid the recurrence of similar phenomena on that campus and to avoid such incidents occurring in any of our over 846 SHSs and TVs. Now, still on roads, residents protest over bad new Doma Chira Road. This was on City News uh, two days ago, City Newsroom. Hundreds of residents of Kotokrom, New Doma, and Yaohima communities in Misunyai last Monday staged a peaceful demonstration in the area to protest the deplorable state of the 17-kilometer New Doma Chira Highway. Now, demonstrations included members of the Tipa Truck Drivers Association and the Transport Unions and some residents living along the Sunyai Chira Road. I use this road during the Heritage Caravan. It's such an important road that links Sunyai to the Western Corridor. It is a very bad road. It needs to be fixed. The other thing I need to say is that yesterday we also had um, school feeding program people protesting. You should hear one of them saying that when the rain falls and the, the frog gets tired, he also starts responding to the rain. I'll play that for you. <laughs> but then there's another one before you come in. Cement prices. This is a story on Joy Online. <laughs> Cement prices to hit 66. Now, when we looked at the consumer price index and the sort of the, the things that were most expensive, cement inflation is not that high. 
But even with that, cement prices to hit 66 cities per bag today. Now, the price of a 50... And, and what we'll do today is we'll try and trace the price of cement bag for you. Because cement bag price is an indicator of many things in the construction industry. A 50 kg bag of cement is expected to be increased by more than 5 CDs from today to hit 66 CDs. This is what Joy Business has picked up from some of the major manufacturers of the product in the country. Sources say the expected increase may hit consumers in Accra the hardest. This is because some manufacturers are looking to offset parts of the cost of products being transported outside the metropolis to other regions in the country. One of the manufacturers um, told Joy Business, we can control the factory price, but we are not sure about the retail price in the market in other regions. However, we'll try our best to take some of the cost of reducing the margin of increase after the transport charges and related costs are added to the product. So what we've learned is that logistics and transport is a major cause of higher prices, not just of food. But of cement and other products. Yeah. Quickly, I'll give you the last There's word. There's a couple of things in the final newspaper. Now, attempted bullion van robbery. Court to strike out the case for prosecutor prosecutorial delay. So the prosecutor's office is delaying the process. The court is now saying that on the next adjourned date, if the prosecution fails to comply with its orders for the case to move on, it will strike out the case, which could mean that the currently incarcerated accused persons could be released without being tried. So the prosecutor's office, what's happening with this? And then also the editorial in the finder, donate blood to save lives. Yesterday yeah. was World Blood Donor Day. Hmm. We didn't really hear much about it. Our hospitals need blood. Seriously, our blood banks need blood. Donate blood, trust me. From personal experience, I know how life-saving this can be. Yep. Please donate blood if you are healthy and you can do that, please. Ukraine is reducing the size of its grain fields due oh. to war. That means that countries that depend on Ukraine for grains will have to suffer a lot more. We'll leave the newspaper review here. Thank you, Kukui, and thank you, Godfrey. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. City Business News next brought to you by MTN Goyle and Enterprise Life. Obiose is joining us with the news. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard, and good morning to you out there. You're welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News. Let's head straight into our stories. Now, the Bank of Ghana has given the firm assurance that it will hold the newly launched Development Bank Ghana, DBG, to the same regulatory and supervisory standards it holds commercial banks operating in the country. Now, the Development Bank Ghana is a non-deposit-taking wholesale bank that will provide funds to existing commercial banks and other qualifying financial institutions in the capital market to provide long-term lending and other innovative products that are presently lacking in the system. Now, speaking at the opening of the bank, Governor of the Central Bank, Dr. Anastasia, noted that the implementation of strong supervisory standards for the DBG will help it operate more efficiently to achieve its economic transformation mandate. Act 1032 provides provisions on sound and prudent banking principles to guide effective operations of development finance institutions, such as capital and reserve requirements, liquidity requirements, ownership and control, corporate governance, restrictions on lending and investments, and financial reporting, among others. Provisions on corporate governance structures have been strengthened under the Act. As a result, the ownership, governance, and operational structures of DBG have been carefully designed to ensure that the bank is managed professionally to successfully carry out its economic transformational mandate. As the regulator, the bank will deploy the requisite tools to ensure effective regulation and supervision of DFIs. 
The bank will also ensure that DFIs in Ghana operate in a financially sustainable manner to achieve the development mandate, foster confidence, and attract more investments into the economy. I wish to reiterate that the Bank of Ghana will hold DVG to the same regulatory and supervisory standards that it holds banks and SDIs, while at the same time maintaining oversight of the participating financial institutions that the DVG will be working with. Dr. Ernest Addison also called on the management of the New Development Bank Ghana to put in place measures to help address current failures within the financial system. While recognizing the very crucial role of development banks, we need to also make it clear that their presence on the financial landscape is not designed to provide competition to the banks and SDIs, but rather to work in a complementary fashion to ensure more longer-term finance to firms. Such a successful synergy between banks and SDFIs will ensure greater depth in Ghana's financial sector. Experience from other countries show that DFIs can play key development roles when well-structured, insulated from political interferences in the operational decisions, and are professionally managed along sound principles that balance development objectives with market realities. The Bank of Ghana's expectation is that DBG, together with other DFIs that will be licensed, would help address market failures in Ghana's credit markets, thereby supporting businesses invest long-term and promote growth and job creation. Governor of the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Ernest Addison there. Now, it appears the woes of fuel consumers are far from over as the price of diesel and petrol are projected to go up in the coming days. The Chamber of Petroleum Consumers Ghana Kobek has been explaining what is accounting for this latest development in this report by Michael Ogbudu. The average price of petrol and diesel at the pumps currently stands at 12 cities 28 pesos per liter after selling at about 6 cities 50 pesos in January. This was after petrol and diesel crossed the 10 and 12 Ghana city per liter marks this month. Already, there are hints of another likely increment in transport fares after an earlier increment by about 20%. Head of Research at the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers Ghana, COPEC, Benjamin Nsia, has been explaining what is accounting for the latest expected increment in fuel prices. Petroleum consumers should expect one of the highest price change so far in this year. Uh, we are saying so because if you look at the computations at COPEC, averagely the price of diesel and petrol are expected uh, to set by about uh, 12%, which is one of the highest so far recorded in this year. On a specific product, diesel is likely to set by about uh, 13%, and then petrol also surges uh, by about 11%. In nominal terms, we are expecting that if uh, petroleum service providers, being the BDCs and the OMCs, do not absorb, absorb some of the cost elements uh, in the coming window and then then diesel is likely to be sold above 18 Ghana cities per liter and petrol also sold above uh, 11 Ghana cities per liter. What could be the way forward with the situation as there clearly is no end in sight when global oil prices continue to soar? COPEC recommends uh, three measures. One is to retool toll, recapitalize toll, re-equip toll and put efficient managers at toll for Tema oil refinery to start operations and operate well or operate at uh, f uh, profitability. Now two is to diversify our import within the short and then uh, medium term. 
diversification of import means that we need to begin to explore other countries or other refineries or other traders that will give us uh, cheaper uh, products uh, compared to what we are getting now from the European uh, market or the ARA area. Uh, the third is that the Ministry of Trade, uh, Ministry of Finance and the Bank of Ghana needs to put a coordinated plan that will help the CD or that will embolden the CD to appreciate against the dollar. Benjamin Nsia is the head of research at the Chamber of Petroleum Consumers, ending that report by Michael Obudu. Now, as multiple stakeholders work towards ensuring enough food is produced in Ghana, the Chamber of Agribusiness Ghana says change agents and stakeholders in different sectors like the technological space that can solve the key issues along the country's agriculture value chain need to speed up their efforts to ensure gains are, are made as soon as possible. Now, challenges within the agriculture space have seen in Inflation associated with local food items rising significantly in recent times, forcing the national inflation rate to record highs. Now, speaking at the 20th Knowledge Forum of the Ghana Chamber of Telecommunications, CEO for the Chamber of Agribusiness Ghana, Anthony Morrison, noted that the time to adopt technology to enhance agriculture in Ghana is now. What we've got into uh, in the industry now is not about just the use of um, Hose and catalysts, which we call the seven. At least we, we have the World Bank report that states clearly that the African farmers will make a trillion dollars by 2030, which is the next eight years. Um, if they adopt technology, they adopt uh, high skills, uh, they adopt um, other uh, high niche areas so that they can make their work effective. But how do we get this done if people in the other uh, sectors? which are enablers to make agriculture effective are not tapping into our problems and challenges. These are the money-making areas we know. So your expertise in the engineering sector, telecommunication industry, communication, and software development are very key, very, very important towards making sure that we are able to uh, deliver the kind of food that we need. Anthony Morrison is the CEO of the Chamber of Agribusiness Ghana. Now, senior partner at Pan-African business law firm AB and David David of Osudota is calling for a review of the cost of electricity for industry in the country to drive investment into the manufacturing sector. Now, currently, electricity for domestic use is relatively cheaper in Ghana than that for industry, a development Mr. Doty believes is counterproductive and places the country at a disadvantage on the continent. He was speaking on the City Business Festival's on-air series on the topic the Ghana opportunity with a focus on differentiating Ghana. Once you make Ghana a power hub, you are not only attracting the location of industries because power is cheaper, you will be able to export power. And then you can attract more data centers because of the stability of the power. Mm. So, because cost of power is comparatively high here. So yeah. even though we have more people with electricity, the cost is prohibitive. Be- so until we bring the cost down, the benefit will not no, be felt. Because the factor you are looking at is access to electricity, yes. which drives votes. It's different from the cost of electricity, which drives production. Because here, comparatively, the household consumer is paying comparatively less, and I'm saying comparatively. But the producer is paying more. Yes, it's paying more. If we swapped it and made the household consumer pay more, and let the producer pay less comparatively. It would. 
The full interview with uh, Mr. David Ofosudote will air later on at 9 a.m. on the City Before Show. Let's now join Gillian Hammer of Ditchabang for more on the topic, matching your investments to your risk tolerance. There are two important considerations when trying to decide which investment is best for you. One is the time frame you have to invest, and the other is your risk tolerance. Typically, if you have a lot of time, I would say five years or more, you can consider investments that are seen as more risky, such as an equity fund like EPAC or balance funds like B-Fund or ARC Fund. At the same time, the general rule is if you don't have a lot of time to invest, say two years or less, you want to stay with fixed income investments that are considered low risk, such as data banks M-Fund or treasury bills. However, you could actually have 10, 15, or 20 years to invest, but your risk tolerance is low. In that case, your risk tolerance carries more importance than your time horizon, and you should still stick with fixed income investments. Remember, not every investment is for you, and there's nothing wrong with that. Make sure you match your investments with your risk tolerance. Being informed is the key to investing wisely. Invest wisely. Invest with Data Bank. And that was Gillian Hammer of Data Bank. This morning's bulletin was brought to you by MTN, Goyle and Enterprise Life. Do enjoy the rest of your day. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. It's Mr. Also, it's a quarter past seven. This is still the City Breakfast Show. There are 100 more reasons to buy airtime with MTN Momo because we're giving you back 100% bonus whenever you buy airtime from your wallet. That's two times the airtime you need. Shadow your airtime purchase of any amount daily, weekly, or monthly by dialing star 170 hash select option three and follow the process by or simply dial star 170 hash no star 170 star 311 hash for a superb airtime purchase experience kickoff is next and is brought to us by Lesheru. if you're a government worker or a private salaried worker ready to go big with your passion Lesheru has great news for you take a new loan between the month of may and august and receive a cashback reward apply for our competitive payroll loans now and get rewarded really big visit appforms.lesheru.com or call us on 0577-699-923 and let's go big together Lesheru, let's improve life Fento Tahiru Fento is joining us with the City Sports segment for the morning. Good morning, Fent. Good morning, Bernard. Coming up this morning, Kotoko CEO looking to build an empire in Kumase, Costa Rica. It's elation and celebration for them as they book the last World Cup slot. And England humiliated at home in the UEFA Nations League. Thanks for staying with us. Kickoff is brought to you by Lesheho. Let's get straight into our stories. Uh, first up, Kumasi Asante Kotoko's chief executive, Nanaya Mponsa, has set his sights on building long-lasting structures to match the club's stature. The Pokemon Warriors were crowned Ghana Premier League champions last Sunday, the 25th title in the club's illustrious history. But Mponsa believes winning the league as Kotoko CEO counts for nothing if he does not build a lasting legacy at the club. And when it comes to league trophies, many have come before me who have done it. It doesn't mean I'm not happy. 
but there's more expected of us. This club is a huge club, great stature. Our job, our responsibility is to match the content with the stature, and that is what we are here to do. I keep repeating that we are here like consultants to help the club move to another level. It is the job of supporters and all stakeholders to support us. If you get a consultant to help you build a house, you must help them to build a good house. Because when they leave eventually, you will live in that house. So it's the job of all and sundry to support this management so that we can put a strong edifice that will stand the test of time. As the Kotoko CEO Nanea Ampon said there, meanwhile, the club's head coach, Prosperate, wants the club to fast-track player transfers to strengthen the squad ahead of their CAF Champions League campaign. I, I think uh, we need to work harder than we have worked because now we are national champions, we are going international, and then the, the quality is higher. So we need to train harder. The positions where we think that we need to augment as quickly as possible players that we have identified we have to engage them and see how as quickly as possible we can bring them on board and then start training together because we need to have that chemistry that that, that team bonding on the field and off the field Kotoko head coach Prosper Nati. Now, interim head coach of relegated Elmina Sharks, Bernard Franz, has told City Sports the club is using the rest of their games in the Ghana Premier League to assess their players as they prepare for life in Ghana's Division 1 league. Sharks were the first team to be relegated this season and were beating 3-0 by Kotoko in their penultimate game of the campaign. We, we have an agenda. Um, the, the rest of, of our games, um, we are assessing some players and you could see we made um, a good uh, a change by changing a goalkeeper so that we want to see the goalkeeper so that we can know whom to stay and whom to go and build on it. So it's, a, it's also a try and a good match for the players so that they can assess themselves and play for the team coming season in Division 1. Amina Shah's interim boss, Bernard France. Now, Ghana forward, Dada Mohamed, he's eyeing a move away from Belgian giants, Anderlecht, as he aims to get more call-ups to the national team. The 24-year-old, who spent a season-long loan at Spanish club Cartagena last season, earned a call-up to the Black Stars for the Afghan qualifiers and the Kirin Cup, but was unable to join the team due to family reasons. Now, in an interview with TV3, Mohamed said moving to a club that will give him enough playing time will be key to him earning more national team call-ups. It's all about playing time. Just recently, um, I was, you know, uh, the coach Otoado currently spoke to me like, he has seen me, you know, doing good things mm-hmm. in Spain that he wanted to, he's still monitoring me. So it's like there is still opportunity. And then even just after the game against Madagascar, I had a call from him to join the team for the Cup. Yeah. But uh, I had some family issues that I needed to sort out. But So I spoke to him and he said, OK, the family issues are more important than anything else. So I, need, I just need to concentrate. And then at the right time, he will call me. So it's, football is all about playing time. So that's why I need. I want to move out of Anderlecht to a club where they have a good project for me and then to have enough playing time. And for sure, when I start playing enough, I'll still okay. end, end up up to them. That's the Mohammed, formerly of Kumasa Santikotoko, and currently with Anderlet, looking to move away from the club. Speaking of the national team, the Black Stars, they are $50,000 richer. Uh, that was after they finished third in the Korean Cup competition. Uh, they played that game around this same time yesterday, won in the penalty shootout 3 1. The goalkeeper, uh, Nurdin Manaf, was the hero, saved two penalties in the shootout to give Ghana a 3 1 win after the game ended 0 0. 
Ghana were reduced to nine men actually, uh, with Ali Desedu and Mubarak Kaso both getting sent off. Otoado uh, was very disappointed with the opening uh, game when they lost 4 1 to Japan, but after beating Chile, he said he was impressed. Yeah, first of all, I think we played well. Um, despite the result, we did we did well. Um, the players, a lot of what we talked about, they did well. They were great playing out from the back, um, having good solutions, good positioning, and uh, we so we didn't get under pressure too much. And um, then also we we in the second um, yeah. In the Otoado, uh, impressed with his team. Uh, let's move it on now. Uh, of course, Tunisia, they won that Kirin Cup competition, by the way. They beat the host Japan uh, three goals to nil, and they got around $250,000 as prize money for winning that competition. Uh, now, it was joy and celebration for Costa Rica, who became the last team to qualify for the 2022 World Cup in Qatar with victory over New Zealand. In the Intercontinental Playoff, Costa Rica took a third-minute lead when ex-Arsenal player Joe Campbell found the bottom corner, and that was the difference as they held on for the win. Costa Rica will now go into Group E, which also contains Germany, Japan and Spain. Uh, in the UEFA Nations League last night, Germany were 5-2 winners over Italy. It's Italy's uh, biggest defeat since 1958. Uh, Timo Werner got a brace in that game for Germany. The Netherlands also beat Wales 3-2. Uh, of course, uh, there was uh, a goal for Memphis Depay there, uh, getting on the score sheet. Belgium also beat uh, Poland away from home 1-0. But the biggest story from last night's matches, England, they lost at home by four goals to nil. That game was played at the home venue of Wolverhampton Wanderers, the Molyneux. Uh, the head coach, uh, it's uh, Gary Southgate. Supervising England's worst home defeat since 1928, and he admits he got everything wrong on the night. A chastening night. We've not lost lot, many football matches and um, lose so heavily at home, especially. But you know, when you lose heavily with England, that's going to be very, very painful. So difficult night for the players. I feel for them because in the end, the two hungry games in particular, I picked teams where. I tried to balance the squad, give young players opportunities and I didn't get the balance right to help them to be able to perform at the level that they needed to to win those matches. Gary Southgate, England boss. Now, Liverpool have completed a signing of Uruguay striker Darwin Nunes from Portuguese side Benfica on a six-year deal for an initial £64 million. The 22-year-old could become the club's record signing with the fee rising to a potential £85 million with add-ons. He scored 34 times in 41 appearances for Benfica last season. Midfielder Nemanja Matic, he's also joined Italian club AS Roma on a one-year deal. He's the third time Jose Mourinho has signed the 33-year-old after bringing him to Chelsea in 2014 and then Man United three years later. And before we go, Serena Williams will make her return to Grand Slam tennis at Wimbledon this month after being given a wildcard entry to the singles. She's 40 now. Uh, she's a 23-time Grand Slam singles champion, but she's not played since injuring herself in the first round at SW19 last year. That's all the latest for now uh, from the world of sports. There's more on our website, citysportsonline.com. My name is Fentu. Sahiru Fentu. Kick up brought to you by La Sheho. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. 
unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. The City Breakfast Show. I can't wait to fly. Oh, I'm alive. City 97.3. Acura. Seven thirty four City Breakfast Show. Happy birthday to Asida Pia Chred Diabo of Early Starters Preschool Cantonments. From your dad Eric, your mom Mary, and your siblings. And to Eric Anku. Actually, from Eric Anku, General Manager of Aximbit Resort. To Asida Apia Chred Diabo of Early Starters Preschool. Happy birthday to you. Also wishing uh, Deridin uh, Jojo Dazi, founder of Heritage Lab Limited, a belated happy birthday. Define all us to start out to be who you are today. From the clumsiest of dust, diamond is found. A true African inspiration coming from your brother James Boating of Green FM. To you, Deridin Dazi, happy birthday to you, bro. And another one coming in to my amazing sunshine, to my king, my star, my dream come true. James Abone, Group Head, Corporate Banking First Atlantic Bank. You're special and you continue to remain special to me and our boys. Happy birthday, sunshine, the only pop person, the best hubby and the most humorous creature on earth. From your wife, Genevieve, and your sons, Jading and Joachim, James Abone, we love you, basa basa. Also wishing Lily Addy of Addy Trump School a happy birthday today. And to the love of my life, my Igbe Sugarcane, my uh, baby, the mother of my three photocopies, want to say thank you for loving me and always being there for my, for me. And for being there for Dasha, Dashin, and Dara, and D. To Mrs. Edinam, a Jessica, manager of institutional relations. And corporate affairs contractor construction UK. So, so that's coming in from your husband Derek Ajaysika. To you, Mrs. Edina Ajaysika, coming from the the four Ds, Derek and the three Ds. Just can't touch. 
A couple more coming in. Happy birthday to Chibeze Ezekiel of Sindh, Ghana. Thank you for mentoring Ghanaian you to environmental advocacy. Happy birthday to David Saki of the Deeper Life Ghana Orchestra. Coming from Daniel Abugiri Anyoriga. Anyoriga. Oh, Abugiri. Charlie Abugiri, I trust you. Chibeze Ezekiel. And to David Saki. We call you mommy. The world calls you Grace Dupe Tanihu. Happy birthday to the best thing that happened to us. We pray that this new year brings you nothing but joy and fulfillment. From Niama Okainle and Okainko. Another one says, it's a sister's job to annoy her brother, no matter how old they are. That's why I smile that you're my brother and love that there's nothing you can do about it. Happy blessed birthday to the best brother ever, the MD of Evolution International, Fred Darko. Have a blessed one, bro, from Achre. Ah, ah oh, Fred Darko. Oh, Charlie, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Fred. I didn't do did it. Oh, Fred, Fred is Charlie, my daddy. Happy birthday, Fred. Fred, Fred has had some moments, man. I'm, Happy birthday, friend. Oh, Can't Fred. a man have his birthday in peace? How can he? Without being reminded of it. I wish, I wish Fred a day where he did it. <laughs> Let me say a belated happy birthday to Anne Marie Brantier. Uh, yesterday was your birthday. This whole week is Anne week, so belated happy birthday to you. Also going out to... Soji Soji Tete, uh, today is your birthday. Happy birthday to you, Doc. Tete, uh, Tete, like Fred Tete Jabano, right? Doctor Soji, you know, yes. I I always say people with double names. Confuse us. Butros Butros Gali. Or the Ahmed Salim Ahmed. They are great men. And Soji has that is that he has the trappings of those type of people. Yes, he, he's a solid guy. <laughs> he's he's I, a I correct read man. His writings yeah. consistently. The doctor who writes. And he's he's one of those yeah. men. Who have something for the country? So disco, yeah. So disco, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and, and from Harrison, Rosemary, Tina, Kwame, and the of course City team, City team as well. Wishing you a happy birthday, Doc. Yes, I'd like to wish uh, my mate from from uh, School of Translators, Elva, Elva Tete, a uh, happy birthday to you. All right. The, she was really, really, we're really, really close. She's like a sister mm. to me. So Translating Spanish, English, French, and she did things. Arabic. She did oh. Arabic actually. She oh, was wow. the only Arabic student in our year. My God. <laughs> Just is making a lot of money now. And to Mr. Dennis Bonsu, today right. you turn 40. Wow. From your family, friends, business associates, they welcome you to the fourth floor with God's blessings. And mm. also going out to Ni Anekwe Abe. Richard mm. Ni Anekwe Abe. Mm. Uh, somewhere oh. in New York celebrating your birthday. Happy birthday, my guy. I know you won't get Kinky to eat, but whatever you eat, imagine it's Kinky. And enjoy. 7.39 on the City Breakfast Show. More requests coming shortly. This is a very busy day indeed. Let me start by telling what we're ending the show with. So, we're taking you into the City Business Festival from 9. is my guest. We're talking about differentiating Ghana. He was on the panel yesterday. A very insightful discussion around the Ghana opportunity featuring Juliet Yasanto Asante, Yofi Grant, and uh, Mr. David Ofosudote. And Jacob Brobe of Absa Bank. And this week we're talking more about the gun opportunity with David. A couple of things to think about this morning. Cement prices, we're told, going up. We'll give you some quick information on that. As if all the price rises were not enough. Well, those of you on the Akrat and motorway, the road will be done by Friday. So we have just three more days of traffic to endure. 
school feeding caterers from some of the regions are so unhappy with the management that they stage the protest. All of that and more coming up today. But don't forget the Tugumisu promo is reloaded. It's back with the bank. Dial star 500 hash. Check your weekly Etel uh, money, your calls, your data, and enter the promo. Win some great prizes. Over 1 million up for grabs. You can win 125,000 CDs in the grand draw and 5,000 CDs every week. Dial star 500 hash and enter the Etel Tigo Tugumisu reloaded now. If you need a long talk to ADB, they can give you up to 80% of your next net monthly salary. Or 10,000 CDs, call them on 0243273369. ADB, truly, a Greek, and more. Alright, I'm going to take you uh, back to the highway to give you some quick updates. But Jumia's 10th anniversary is here. Hello. Celebrate with us. Enjoy amazing deals on your favorite brands. Download the Jumia app now to participate in the treasure hunt, daily flash sales and more. You can still enjoy free delivery in Accra and Kumasi on thousands of items. Jumia is your everyday delivered. So Partners for this is Samsung absolute and unilever took the same bus i used to reserve a seat she would just sit with her friends and they'd all talk about guys and demons and bands when shorty came along and she stood by my side i couldn't give her much but she stayed now i'm hitting all the charts it's so easy getting lit living in style I'm getting all right so those of you who are building houses this period how are you managed to do it how are you doing it i'm asking because you know, apart from all the land litigation, Wahala, you have to go through digging fees, you have to pay, then you have to get iron rods, which are become quite expensive. Then you have to look at the rain and what it means for your construction work. And then you have to now get cement, which is going up. And then you have to get laborers to work. How are you doing it? You know, I, I drive to places I haven't been to in a while. So, like last time, I went to Oyibi and I crossed into Apollonia. People are building houses. Too. Yeah. yeah, they say there's no money in Ghana. So how are they building the houses? Ghanaians. Let's talk. They say there's no money. But Charlie, places we... Like, there was a road I used a few years ago between OEB and Apollonia and there was just bush. Charlie, I went there recently and Charlie... Those were houses. People are roofing level. People are building... Giddy, 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 giddy. You know, then they say, Oh, there's no money. So, where are you getting the money to build? Are, are you is, is because I don't even know any bank that even gives loans for building. You know, usually, I, I, I think a bank will give you a loan to buy a house, like a mortgage, right? And even that, there are few banks that do this. Construction finance, I don't see many banks do that. If you look in the bank's portfolios in terms of the sectors they lend to, construction is very, it's very low, apart from one or two of the banks. So, if people are not getting money from banks, how are they getting money to build? Because well, salaries have not gone up in like two years. But some people can also take loans, not for a specific... You, you're not going to take a loan from a, 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 a savings and loans to build a house. You can't. Savings and loans? No. Maybe not. So, you're not taking money from a bank. You're not <laughs> taking money from savings and loans or microfinance. You are doing a normal trading business. But yet, you're building so rapidly. Where is the money coming from? Please answer me, answer me, people. 
You know, and I'm not going to trick you. I just want to know. I just want to know how people are doing it. Because I mean, the the the, the, the building a house in urban areas, you have to deal with all kinds of things. People have paid like twice or thrice for the same land. Just that you bought a land from somebody, you have to pay somebody else because the person says the land is for them. You start building. Some guys come and say that they don't let you build. You have to give them money. You do all that. Then you have to get all your building permits. The number of things you have to get to build a house. You go to your architect, he does your design. You go to this for that, EPA for this. You get all those things. Then you now start digging foundation. Then you have to get all these iron rod things done. All of, and apparently, according to the calculation Kojo did from Ukraine, iron rods have gone up by like Something. whatever percent. Then you get all these iron rod things done. You get your cement and your concrete to do your foundation. Very expensive. Okay. Yet, you see, you see people like, and you know the other thing? You, you visit some of these places in the weekend then. Mm-hmm. Then you see somebody with a car with registration number, which is green. You know the green registration uh-huh. number? And that tells you that that person is a government worker. Then the person is in some OGB bush building some house. What are you, what are you <laughs> trying to say, Bernard? I don't know. How is it? Like, like how is he getting the money? Where is he getting the money from? Because the land is expensive. There's whole two or three payments for land. The IRS are expensive. Cement is expensive. Yet this guy... In a government agency is building at OEB quietly. Ah, but didn't we learn yesterday that people who sell coconuts are building? What did you say, um, Godfred? No, but that was, but that was an, that was so, an outlier. Really? Yeah, like I want to know how people are building. I just want to know. I don't understand. I don't understand it. Because when I look at the numbers, when I look at the the lending rates of financial institutions, when I look at inflation rate, when I look at income levels, like nothing should be going on. But Charlie, look, even the motorway, if you like, uh, take, take, uh, take um, a Google picture of the motorway in 2013. No, tw- I mean, okay, 2012, 10 years ago. A lot of the um, reservation was just bush. Then go there today and see. When you are, if, if, if you like, let somebody drive you. Don't drive yourself and sit in the passenger seat of the, mot- of the, of the or now that you are in traffic. Just look on your right. <laughs> Look on your right from assignment all the way to Legon. So many houses. Ten years ago, it was just bush. People say, Oh, this is another So I want to know. Is there an underground economy we don't know? Is there some special wisdom to build that can be done without money? Is there some extra income outside normal salary? What is going on? What is going on? I want to know. I drove through my place, went all the way to Apollonia. Kukui, Charlie. Even Santor, that they say their road is bad. The last time I used the Santor road, many years ago, I went to visit a friend. A lot of bush. Now, everywhere is filled up. Everywhere is filled up. Which is why you're having a lot of traffic. People are building. In fact, people started building aggressively during COVID. And it's not just politicians. <laughs> so, Kojo, what is going on? What What is going on? Where are you people getting their money from? People are... Mm. I don't know where people are getting the money from, mm-hmm. but people are solving public problems privately. Mm. Yes. And, and with the COVID thing, I think more people moved into their uncompleted structures during COVID than starting new projects. Mm. Mm. I, I was speaking mm. for my neighborhood. Mm. Um, they moved into uncompleted projects and then finished while they live in it. They, they are still finishing. Mm. So you see somebody move. If it's a three-bedroom house, they move. They have a one-bedroom be done mm. with a living room. 
Mm. Family moves in because COVID has come. People don't have money to spend. Mm. We are working from home. So why not? Let's move and then save the little we have on rent for other things. But do you agree with me that if you take like from 2020 to now, like if, if you compare eight years ago to today, a lot of the green spaces that we used to see have been filled by buildings. Yes. In, in some of the places you mentioned, they are being ruled by the very affluent in the society. So if you use the motorway as an example, from the East Legon Green Belt all the way to lots of the places close to the motorway are owned by the very rich. So that's not an indicator of things that's, for ordinary yes. Ghanaians. Now, if you talk about the Apollonia and the bush areas you've been mentioning, people are building there. But if you've noticed, most of the houses are uncompleted. In fact, if you fly over Ghana, and you, you look down, if the airplane is not way high, usually I look at Kumasi when we are landing, and the areas I knew were developing areas when I was in Kumasi when I was a kid, they are still developing areas. Most of the buildings are uncompleted. Most people would actually spend the whole of their lifetime building just to move into mm. an uncompleted house. Let me give you another example. Let me give you an example. Like 2014, 2015, I used to go to Pentacles Retreat Center for programs. When I'm going, there were two routes I could use. I could either use the Millennium City entry or the Sanda entry. There were long stretches of road I would drive. I would just see bush and one or two houses. Right. I went there in December. Could you? To get to Pentecost Review Center, if almost every green space, somebody was building a house. Yes. And this is like almost... 14 kilometer drive into mm. the Goma thing. Mm. So I'm not, then it's not, that's not an affluent place. This is like a place for ordinary people. Exactly. That's, that's what I said that even the ordinary people building, people end up spending their whole working life trying to put up a building. They only retire to move into uncompleted homes and sometimes use their retirement. Back then, when you would get a lot of lump sum, use it to finish up because you are paying school fees, you are paying this, you are paying this, and you are putting something aside to build. And so for a building which was supposed to cost, say, 100,000 cities 20 years ago, a person will build over a period of like 30 years or 25 years, mm. right? So by the time they are done, building cost has gone up because as they go along, certain parts have to be replaced, certain parts have to be a lot of issues. Mm. Now, the sprawl you are talking about, that 14-kilometer stretch, mm -hmm. if we had public housing well-organized in some place where... High-rise buildings are there. They are affordable. You have all the public services and everything. I'm sure that would have prevented a, a lot of the sprawl we are seeing. But now, we don't have options. And you definitely need to have a place to live. Because Could you, don't you think we need a, an, an index, a construction index of some kind? Because I feel that in Ghana, a lot of money is locked up in buildings. And a lot of money goes into building than is reported. Because if you look at the average Ghanaian salary, there's no way that person should be building a house. If somebody has three kids and is working at, say, Ministry of Transport, and his spouse is working at, say, Makola, or she's working as a teacher, they have three kids, and they go to an, an average school, maybe their salary is 4000 3000 and they live in, say, Kaswa and they rent, and then they want to build a house. From what you are saying, it should probably take them 30 years to build a house. But I, I think two things. Either a lot of wealthy people are building houses on land that they are going to rent, or ordinary Ghanaians have found 
extra ways of surviving in a very low paying job environment but it's unreported so that maybe the person may be working in a government facility but maybe selling something because the rate at which the houses are springing up for me it's I mean, we've effectively been in a recession since 2020. If you want to be very honest with yourself, like if you take COVID, we've been in some sort of recession. So it's for two years. Yet, like, the buildings are just moving. It's, 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 it's everything you've said. Hey. It's everything you said. Um, there's construction going on by those who can afford and those who cannot afford are also trying as much as possible to leave something. You see, for the Ghanaian, mm. right? Mm. A house is a Japadier. Mm-hmm. And to arrive, you need to have a house. To give your family a sense of peace and security, you need, you need to have a, a house. Mm-hmm. So everybody aspires to get there and everybody tries to do it. Mm-hmm. On the national scale, over the years, we failed in delivering houses as a public good or a public service. Mm. So people have had to do it themselves. And it also puts a lot more pressure on the national economy because as the sprawl happens, as people build so far away, they also make demands for electricity to be extended to them, water to be extended to them, healthcare to be extended to them, education to be extended, roads to be extended. So people are really struggling. Look, there was this security man who worked in a company. Mm -hmm. He was building somewhere around Kaswa. I knew him very well. I knew what he was earning Mm -hmm. and how he was building. At 60, he, he, he went on retirement. He had to move into his uncompleted, just roof a small part and and move because he was on retirement. His, his, his pension payments will not do anything. He cannot pay rent. So you move in. Sometimes somebody starts the house for their children to come and complete it. Some, a lot of people work their whole life to start a project. They are able to finish or not finish halfway for their children to even come and complete mm. it. So, it's, so it's I am, my, my, one of the things that I feel we need to research into is the housing market in Ghana. Because you see, in the Western world, because of how advanced the economy is, there is a very direct relationship between the banks and housing. So if you, for example, you lower interest rates, because people buy and sell houses so commonly, it affects demand for homes very, very rapidly. So there's a, it's, it's easier to manage an economy like that. Just that if you're a governor of a central bank in France or Germany and you have inflation, you can raise interest rates not only does it affect access to credit, it also affects the housing market directly. Okay. But in Ghana, you see, I'm saying this because in Ghana, a lot of the economy is under the radar. So you can change interest rates. And because, like, I don't know how many people in this room have a mortgage or have gone to a bank to borrow money to build a house. No. If you were living in the US or the UK, you probably have a facility for the house you live in. So as soon as they change the interest rate, it has implications for the the mortgage you pay. It has implications for the demand for houses. It has a direct impact. Everything. Here, you can change interest rate. Maybe only 5-10% of the people in government work are directly affected by that. The rest of the population are under the radar. So I, I find it baffling that even with all the difficult numbers, things seem to be going on normally for those underground people who... The government doesn't know how they live. They don't know where they sleep. They don't know how they eat. They don't know how they look after their kids. All we know is that they, you understand, we just, it, it, it's, it's, it's something I can't get. Take out the word normally. 
just everything seems to be going on. How, however, it's going on. <laughs> I don't think it's normal for a lot of people. But talking about this finance, interest rates, and related matters, on the 15th of June 2017, it's interesting this conversation has come up five years ago. Today. Around this time, I wrote this on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Mr. A is a real estate developer. Mm-hmm. He needs funds to invest in his business. Mm-hmm. Mr. A borrows at about 32% from the bank to build. Mm-hmm. Mr. B needs a house. Mm-hmm. He needs to talk to Mr. A. Mm-hmm. Mr. A agrees to sell him a house. Mm-hmm. However, Mr. B doesn't have the money, so mm-hmm. he also goes to the bank to borrow. Mm-hmm. Interest is, say, 32%. Mm-hmm. Mind you, Mr. A puts a profit margin mm-hmm. on the house he's built. So that is selling to Mr. B. Mr. A also paid about three times for the land he built on. Yes, please. And so many other things. Mm-hmm. So Mr. B is likely to end up paying over 100% more, more for, for the, the cost house, of the house. For yeah. the period he's going to pay. Mm-hmm. Now, forget the fact that the house will be in an area with bad roads and bad public services. Mm -hmm. And Mr. B would have to find a way to deal with the bad roads and the bad public services. Aside the amount he pays for the house. Ghana had rough. Mm. So this is is 2017. Same day, around the same time, five years ago. We'll reflect on that. I wanted to come to you briefly on this. If you have any any messages to explain my misery. People are trying to explain what is going on building to you. So this one says, Bernard, my husband and I are both teachers. Our take home without deduction is 4,000 Ghana CDs. Together? Yes, we live in Mampong. We are almost complete with our three bedroom house. We have completed, we have almost completed our three bedroom house within a year. Our secret, we have a loan facility with a 10% interest rate. We have taken a huge loan and paying 2,500 Ghana cities a month and surviving on 1,500. It isn't easy, but we are managing. We live in a single room now. But by God's grace, next year, we will move to our own home. Serious? And so, yes. did they mention how many kids they had? No. They live in Mampong, surviving on 1,500 a month, and they have taken a facility for 2,500. So, yeah. But that means that the bank even didn't do its work well. Oh, it's not a bank because you can't be allowed to take a loan that takes more than forty percent of your salary. So obviously it's a low, and this 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 uh, te- low interest rate is it per month or per year? This per month. Ten percent. Yes. Interest. Ten percent per month. No, that, that that's high. It's ten percent per annum. Per annum. That's what is low. If ten percent month is crazily high, they will die. Okay. It's a per, okay. per per year. Then let me give you this one. Nanaye from Trust. So hold on. Should, should I move to Mampon then? Because if, you can live, because if you can live on 1500 a month with a, f- a family... Well, they didn't mention if they had a family. Have, yeah, but 1500 a month is very low. It's very low. It's very low. Yeah. So even if you're... So that's Mampong. Okay. Okay. This one says, um, mm. please, uh, hello, Bernard and uh, team. Mm. Uh, with the issue of building, trust me, the Bible even states clearly that by wisdom my house is built. I tell you. I know of a hairdresser in a kiosk who is now finishing her three-bedroom house mm-hmm. and someone who works in the government sector doesn't even have a quarter plot. Oh. The price of rent now is making a shiner eye when it comes to Quick. rent and we are rushing to finish our houses and moving even at an uncompleted I think they are, they are, saying, they are corroborating yes. Kojo's point. And then this one is... So once you do the foundation, you do the thing, you have roof and there's windows... Yes. You move. Mm-hmm. You, you don't need all the. You, you get a poly tank. You, you, you get a poly tank. You get water. There, there's, there's something that we've been promoting. It's called the incremental building strategy, right? Yes, yes. Where you want to build a three bedroom house. Have an architect design a structure. For three. You can build. No, you can build in, in, in phases. Mm-hmm. So you build one bedroom and a hobby. Mm-hmm. You move in, but you've probably done the whole foundation. And then you you build incrementally. That mm. way, mm. when you move in, you free yourself of rents. Maybe so I'll let you talk about money. that a, a bit more. 
and I, I'm, I'm happy with your comments. Please send us more. We are trying to understand how people are building in this economy. In this economy. Time check, 8 o'clock. Tech and social media trends next. Brought to us by... By Vodafone. Have you ever tried sending money urgently or paying a bill? Then you suddenly receive a mes- message saying insufficient balance. Well, on Vodafone Cash, we've got Vodafone Cash Overdraft. Mm-hmm. You can complete your transaction and it allows you to access additional funds, even if you don't have sufficient money in your wallet. Mm-hmm. Just dial star 110 hash, select option 5 and follow the prompts. Mm-hmm. Now that's Vodafone Cash. Also brought to us by Cal Bank. At Cal Bank, we don't just think about your business we support you no matter how small your business may be call us toll free on 0800 500 500 cal bank forward together mm. daniel cranting is joining us to tell us what's trending and give us some technology news for the morning good morning daniel good morning bernard um, the ghana police is in the trends um uh, after yesterday's uh, heat you're uh, mm. still catching heat i tell you like they can't catch a break uh, they promoted two of their officers why for effecting the arrest of another officer mm-hmm. who was uh, suspected of carrying uh, we marijuana and um, <laughs> now uh, the suspected police officer who was carrying the weed failed to stop at a checkpoint so the two of them uh, gave him a hot chase uh, resulted in an accident where um, they were able to arrest um, the officer uh, the general sentiment in the comments is that they should leave the three of them alone and go and uh, deal with the guys who caused mm-hmm. the who were responsible for the Islamic SHS uh, incident. Mm. Mm. Um, also in the trends is um, Egyptian king is trending, uh, just popped up uh, at dawn this morning, it's trending because today is Salah's 30th birthday. Mo Salah! Mm. Mo Salah! Salah is 30. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, just uh, well wishes, yeah. He's, he's done remarkably well. Oh, Mo Salah is amazing. In his career. 30 years to be Mo Salah. Happy birthday from us. Mm. Uh, GOG album is trending. It's Shatawale's album. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been expecting it for a long, 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 long time. Uh, he tweeted last night saying that uh, the track list will be out on Friday. So Friday he will announce the track list uh, together with the featured artist so that we can have a clear idea. Mm-hmm. Then in the future he will uh, launch the album. Mm. Um, England is also trending. Southgate is trending. They yes, took. Yeah, they they collected four. Worst home defeat since 1928 they lost by four goals to nail to hungary so it looks like everybody has problems in fact mm. yesterday also italy lost 5-2 to germany i so tell you everybody is having problems people, so are, just, collecting people are collecting goods <laughs> we just took our own early so yeah. Yeah, that's what <laughs> and um in some tech news this is interesting now remember squid game yeah 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 and uh, netflix uh, most popular show now they are recruiting participants for a reality show which is mm. inspired by a squid game mm-hmm. and the only thing that do you will not die if you don't yeah, if you're able to complete the games you will not die it's not life and death like what happened in the in the series but um they said it's 458 recruits and mm-hmm. then they will go through games like that with a chance to win uh, 4.5 uh, million dollars mm. yeah, so that's the price um on there yeah that's a winning price attached to the games okay that was taking social media trend daniel crant join the conversation on the city breakfast show on facebook at facebook.com forward slash city 97.3 twitter at twitter.com forward slash city 973 and instagram at instagram.com forward slash city 973 with the hashtag city cbs Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Now, you have to see more your team, I'm still. 
Me body and come in for twenty mil. Me nyan dine one room. I want my car to heal. And I'm possessed with Diago Bebuame. Me nyan be daily mil. Me peka truck truck on yana. Ana biasi budi sugu kente mo nyama. Enu ame tumi edidi. Bebuame shada kapre. Me ni bow one city kwa na miyanda kuma. Nan sebiya udia dinsa sa kodi nyakat. Fame buachi kwasi nyamia ye. Mapadi relax uni mahiya. Efasti mi studio. Just a single track. Katija na brama brandi di emesi nyabo chiabat. Nyabu hu ya wini break. Enya saleti. Nyakopo we shira budi adada. Wama budi achedi. Inti siya botere study bo life. Ube hu shabre. Ebi ya gobe di media nyom. Wonso gobe pamadi. Nyabo chese nyame ba. Wiji budi asutrino. Nyakopo onde bibu na chain. Asemento makukriku. Bekuji si waki mamesi. Fili pabe fi sister gifti. Anti Christina misha. Seven minutes past eight. See the breakfast show. We're trying to figure out how people are surviving in this economy, how people are building. So many theories coming up. We'll bring some to you. But a quick one to a beautiful wife, Martina Doji Adinkra, the mother of my four boys, finally arrived on the fourth floor. Happy birthday to you, my wife, from your husband, Lebene Adinkra, in the four-piece Primo, Primus, Primi, and Prime Eye. Okay, I've got a birthday request for my brother. His name is Efui Salome. Mm. Fui Salome. Mm. Also known as DJ Fui. Fui, happy, happy, happy birthday. God bless you and everything that you do. This is coming from all of us, from mom, me, Chachu, and MFA. Happy mm. birthday, Fui. Yeah. All right, Fui. Happy birthday to you. All right, uh, we're talking about housing. We have a, a, a land or a property at Dodowa. It's called the Dodowa Hills. Premium plus available with facilities like swimming pool, gym, a shopping center, etc. Pay a 5,000 city deposit, reserve a land, and spread the balance within a year to own your premium plot today. Call 540 or go to dodowahillsgh.com for more information. And people are always searching for convenience, a simple and easy life and with Pokra, you get just that. Pokra is a virtual assistant from Star Assurance. She gives you the ability to be anywhere and still purchase or renew your motor insurance at any time, mm. whether you're at home, the office, at the beach, market, or anywhere in the country. She responds quickly and effectively to your specific needs. Chat with Pokra today on WhatsApp number 0242-436-160. You can also dial short code star 713 star 222 hash. Star Assurance, your solid partner and father's day is almost here let's mm. come around and show our loving dads how much we care enjoy this exciting call to the climax at pediasi valley resort with a luncheon in honor of his excellency johnny jacum kufor the former president of ghana this is on sunday the 19th of june for inquiries or reservations call 0540-125-555 now there's going to be a delicious buffet at the sycamore hall at an exclusive rate and at the baobab restaurant for just 300 ghana cities per head this event is proudly sponsored by Caveman Watches, Silver Haircut, Mr. R2G, Turf, Gandor, and Accra Brewery Limited. PVR, live life. All right, having a generator is no longer a luxury, but a must-have insurance cover for homes, offices, factories, hospitals, supermarkets, and hotels. And, and securing such backup for your operations, you can't leave it in the hands of just anybody. That's why you need to speak to G&G Technical Services, the 100% indigenous company to over 20 years, uh, 28 years experience. And their generators are efficient, reliable, they are of high quality, they are durable, and they are backed by unique 24-7 after-sale service. You can give them a call on 024 for 170212 or 0202 222 218. They're also located in uh, 
Kumasi at the at Asuka on the Baba uh, Yara Stadium Road near the Kumasi Mobat in Accra. They are on the Kolibu Mortuary Road. GNG Technical Services, the generator people. Now, for those who love cooking, Miss Cookie is here to see the day. No need to go round the corner to buy all your vegetables and all and try to, you know, peel and all of that. Miss Cookie is a lovely mix selected that's carefully selected peeled and blended and they've got pure ginger pure garlic the mix for marinating chicken meat kelewele tilapia for stew soups and all of that give them a call on 0200-365-997 to order delivery is free and find them at american house opposite the absa bank or get them on social on facebook and instagram and are you having challenges with your insurance company? Are you faced with issues such as delay or refusal to pay claims or unauthorized ones? One of the best investments you can make for yourself and your loved ones is insurance. The Ghana Insurers Association has set up the Complaints Management and Advice Bureau to settle all insurance-related issues between insurance users and insurance companies. Reach out to CMAB now by dialing star 800 star 442 hash. You can also call toll-free 0800-442-000. Go to the website, ghanainsurers.org.gh. All right, we'll come back to how people are managing to build. There are a lot of theories coming in about how people are, are managing in this very difficult economy. People are talking about remittances. Some are talking about frugality. Some are talking about the underground economy. Mm-hmm. Some are talking about wisdom. But let me just give you a quick update. If you just tuned in, we've been uh, uh, doing a quick ch- uh, check on the motorway. The Ministry of Roads and Highways sent a press release yesterday. Uh, asking Ghanaians you use the motorway to bear with them and the highway authority. According to the statement, the road will be finished by Friday. The bridge had become so weak that the repair had to be done now. I spoke to Amediate this morning during the newspaper review about why now. In fact, the first person asked me whether they were surprised as to the level of traffic buildup that the motorway construction had caused. We are on the Temabang. Yes, the statement came last night because of the complaints that people had started making. Did, did you expect the level of traffic we are seeing when you, you thought about this project? Because I think there was an announcement last week that you're going to do this. Has the level of traffic surprised the ministry? Well, Bernard, um, I can say somehow, somehow, because. Um, uh, as you said, before we started, we tried to we put out some announcement. The minister visited the place uh, with the press before the work started, and then we tried to educate the public about what was going to happen. Um, but I, I must admit that um, the traffic situation uh, got so, so huge. Uh, it also may because when people pass, they try to slow down and see what is happening. There are several factors, but mm, then mm. The, the, the bottom line is that um, we realize that the traffic situation... Mm. Let me just ask why now we are doing this road. I'm asking because the beach road is not fully ready. So I would have thought that with such a major repair of the motorway, you would wait till the alternative route is in good shape before you, you embark on this project. And as your statement itself said, you are now asking the guys working on the beach road to make the dual carriage open, which means it's not actually ready. Could we not have waited till the beach road was fully ready before we started this? Bernard, as we stated in our in the release, you know, the the bridge was was 
vibrating when you pass on it. In fact, it was very dangerous. You know, as we, as I spoke to you the other day, I told you that the motorway itself, we are hoping that we, by August, we'll start some work on it. But then you, you cannot afford to lose a single life because you are about to start or something. You know, life is life once lost cannot be brought back. And so we needed to go through this inconvenience to make sure that we save life. In fact, that is the main reason. All right. if, you, if, you, if you look at what we've been doing on the motorway, we've just been trying to manage it, uh, patching it and here and there, just because we know that mm. we are going to do, uh, redo the motorway. All right. you, you, one, fair enough, I, I get the point. You're saying this will be done by 17th, so you're saying by Friday the, 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 the construction work will be done. Is that a confirmation? Exactly, exactly. We are hoping that... Um, uh, Today, the concrete work will, will be completed. It, it has some, because we are using very uh, modern technology concrete production, it has a very few, one or two days to 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 be treated or to And then to dry. dry. And then, okay. And then we can go two, two final questions. Uh, thank you for joining us. First one is, this statement you released today, should you not have released it last week? Because you are now telling us alternative routes. This is like day three of the misery. If you had released the statement last week, Wednesday, given us the alternative routes and directed that the people on the beach road should do the things you are saying this morning, maybe we could have prevented the three days of traffic, couldn't we? Yes, Bernard. You know, when we when we announced that we are going to start the work, in fact, we created a diversion. And we know that this, this route that we've mentioned, uh, they are already known to most of us. In fact, those who live around Tema, Teshi area, um, I must say, are already used to traffic, and most of them are very well-versed in alternative routes. So it was a given that maybe most of them will apply. But it was necessary to emphasize on this because, you know, the, the Tema, Teshi link road is a separate project, and the contractors have their schedule, they are working uh, according to so to tell them to halt for a day or two was something difficult, but given the agency of the situation, it became necessary to tell them to 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 halt for a while so I see. that at least yes. Some people want me to ask you. Some people want me to ask you why the people are not working at night while they are working in the day. No, they they are working. They are, in fact, the last time the minister went there, he gave that directive, and I'll be surprised if they are not working at night. In fact, Bernard, I can I can tell you that. In fact, maybe I don't have to announce it, but something dramatic will happen this night. So, so maybe I don't have to announce hey, it. But the minister, the something minister dramatic will happen. <laughs> why is somebody is somebody going to be sacked? What's going to happen? No, 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 no. But I don't have to announce. But uh, the minister gave that directive that they should work day and night and so it i'll be surprised if they are not doing that and if they are not doing that they'll be going ah, okay so my, my team says they are actually working at night as well so fred yes, said yes, that they yes. were there last night it was there last night working okay thank you ahmed uh for talking to us i'm sure there are so many people who have questions but i'll leave you here for now thank you ahmed yate so that was ahmed yate i spoke to him around 6 uh, 45 ish 
Now, if you listen to that interview and you are still in traffic, then you have a problem because it's now 8.21. If you listen to that interview live and you hear me play back almost two hours later, one and a half hours later, you have a big problem. Uh, let's go to Fred Duho. He visited the site last night and came through this. Pro- now, the difference is that Fred's report suggests that they would finish the road on Monday. But uh, Ahmed says they'll finish to Friday. So we'll see. But this is Fred Duho's report. We are on the Temabound side of the motorway where traffic is building up gradually and the time take is uh, almost 5.40 going to 6 p.m. And as we speak, this traffic is one of the uh, ones that is being caused by the ongoing works on the uh, Tema motorway. But we understand that this work is going to take some time and the drivers here are feeling uncomfortable. Today even some are trying to tell us that it's uh, moving a bit faster. For how long have you been in this traffic? Oh, about one hour, 30 minutes. Are you aware of any ongoing works on the road? Oh, yeah, I got to know of that yesterday when I was going to work in the morning. How frequent do you use this road? Oh, every day, Monday to Friday, sometimes Saturdays and Sundays. Now, we understand this work is going to last uh, for quite some time. Yes, please. Are you, are you going to cope with this or are you going to devise another strategy to uh, use another alternative route? Actually, we don't know of any other alternative route, so we have to endure this one just like that. Yeah, so we'll go through it. Good. All right. Thank you. So that is a young man who is a passenger uh, in one of the cars over there. Now, I see a hawker here, a gentleman here who is hawking plantain chips. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Chairman, uh, how are you? Please, I'm fine. What's your full name? My name is Joe. We don't usually see hawkers. I mean, people selling on the, the motorway. How is that possible now? Why are you selling on the motorway? Catch you, say, open, say, catch you, no problem. Why? It's a traffic because of traffic in India. And internet, they are by a better Now, first, now, who are here for side? Near TT Blanders. First one near Tobu to no Mutu or on near called TT Blanders. And I said, I want to market in my internet bar. The traffic never in Tina may have bar. Now, a tempera bar or an enemy bedroom and our Bobby one. One o'clock. Now, who to meet Toby? Oh, and I may have to meet Toby. Now, if you look at this side, and then uh, Titi Brothers and Atobut, you know, near him, I now in the Nanka, Tobut, and I am I know which chairman by a coat, Titi Brothers, and a once a boy. Now, this this side, no, where Tambena were Pompia. It depending on the time, a best and be a Sambe Savi, I'm upon eight, I'm upon. Nama and Hina would buy. Oh, Medinama Bay, eight point five. Eight hundred and fifty Ghana cities. And I would talk thirty cities. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's interesting. Uh, you are in a good business. You are taking advantage of this situation to sell. And now that the traffic is building up, uh, they will have to take advantage of it and then manage to uh, do some sort of sales. Dental man who lives in Pram Pram and almost every day he has to travel from Pram Pram to Accra just to work. He is a known friend of the media. Uh, I mean, he's a colleague. 
Uh, Mr. Osabute. Yeah. Who's closer? You are going home. Yeah, I'm going home. Uh, and you can see with my colleague uh, Sylvia and another person is at the back. And uh, when we're coming, we're dreading the traffic situation. And lo and behold, is what we've seen. Yesterday, I had to spend like uh, five hours just to cross a small path, and it was it was hell for me. It was not easy at all. And I think it's very bad that the ministry has to construct a road like this. They don't sensitize the public. They don't create access route for us to divert to. Because they have access to motorcade, they just go through it. And it's very, very bad. Yeah. And we understand this is going to last for the next two weeks. How are you going to cope? Are you going to look for alternative routes or you do not have any at all? And the alternative routes will further extend your journey. I'll give you an example. This morning I came. So I went through Tema all the way to the, um, what do you call it, um, Nungwa. And I used the beach road to get to the office. And normally... If I use the motorway, I get to the office by 8.20. But today, I'm getting down to the office around 11.10, 11.20. On Monday, for example, I got to the toll booth at 7.10. By the time I was able to snake out of the traffic, it was 11.30. And I got to work almost 12 midday. I couldn't do anything because I was completely disturbed mentally. My whole body was aching, and I could not even do anything necessarily in terms of work. So I was just sitting there. And that's how it happened till I came home. Even out of frustration, I even wrote an open letter to the minister and I asked that this is a major road. This is an important road for the economy. And you should have thought through how to create alternative routes for, for citizens. But if somebody comes and the person walks into it, what are we taking people for? Every day, he's on this stretch from Pram Pram all the way to Accra Central. I am seeing a senior citizen here. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, I want to talk to you. My name is Fred from City TV, sir. Uh, please, what's your name? Ebenezer. Pardon me? Ebenezer. Ebenezer what? <laughs> yeah, Jay. Good. Now, um, how frequent do you use this particular street? Every day. Every day? Yeah. From where to where? From Tema to Accra. I work in Accra. Are you stressed? Mm, yeah, I am. From two days ago when they started to work on that bridge over there. From that direction, I think it's a bit better than here. When we are going to Tema, you see what is happening now. You spend a lot of time on the road. Mm. Now, what, in your opinion, do you think should have been done differently before the start of work, or even while the work is ongoing? That not that is not even my concern. What, is your concern? what they are doing now is lately they realize that there's a problem with the bridge. This should have been seen long time if they were doing regular maintenance. This would not have, would have happened. But what they are doing now is some sort of emergency uh, to, um, to do something about the situation. See how far they are going with the progress of work. We have the engineer on site uh, trying as much as possible to ensure that work progresses. I'm believing that is the truth. Yeah. For how long are you going to work deep into the night? <laughs> Until the work is completed. We started yesterday around uh, 4.30 and uh, we, are, we have not stopped. So we are still working until you see that the final uh, concrete is cast. Earlier you gave information to the public that it's going to take about two weeks, yeah. if I'm right. Are we still working with the two weeks timeline? The two weeks include the down part which we have finished. So this is about 36 or 30, yeah, 36 hour work, you can see. 
So we are working according to time schedule, but we are hoping that we will work before, uh, we work according to we work before uh, the time elapsed, the time given to the public elapsed. Now, a number of motorists that I engaged earlier when I was coming here expressed some sort of discomfort. What is your message to the public? Yeah, uh, I want to uh, thank them for the cooperation given to us ever since we started this work. Yes, I know there's going to be discomfort among the motorists, but when the bridge collapses, there's nothing one can do. So if you have seen the problem, we are betting the problem. Uh, it is good that they are cooperating with us. They should have fitness that we will work very hard so that we will finish and uh, by Monday they will see the bridge open. Are, are you going to work on only this bridge or you have other works you have to do on the motorway? Uh, we are working on this bridge. This is where we have the problem. So this is where we are working. The other problem will be attended later because if you are to work currently, I don't think uh, the whole motor, uh, motor will be grounded. So it is important that uh, we do one thing at a time. This is the most important thing that we have to do now. So that's what we are doing. So we have been here. We have about 60 workers on site. We have been here throughout for the past 36 hours. I've just left for only four hours. So you can imagine, we are working around the clock to make sure that we restore the traffic. But when the brain is exhausted, sometimes it cannot really focus in doing certain things right. How sure are we that we are going to get some good work done on this motorway? Already, uh, the motorway is not that, uh, in good shape. Yeah, that's, it's my work. So, <laughs> this is the first time we are attending to psych problems. So, we know how to manage ourselves when such situations arrive. We are, uh, uh, we are going to assure the public that we are going to do an excellent job no matter the condition that we are in now. Again, in as much as you're working on only this session for now, the entire motorway has outlived its purpose. The, the lifespan of this motorway is something that one, uh, using it, is, one can describe it barely as, uh, I mean, a death trap. Motorway is not a, never a death trap. You see, as human being grows, it's like a human being who is in the old age. There will be a lot of maintenance, and maintenance is a, a progressive, a progressive thing. So, all that we are telling the motorists is that when they are driving on the motorway, they should be extra careful, because it's not the full way that we know. As time goes on, there will be some defects on the motorway, but that doesn't mean that it is a death trap. All that you have to do is that you have to be very careful. Those who are running on tall speeds should limit, because now the top. Maximum speed that we have given is 100 kilometers per hour. But sometimes you see a motor going as high as 160 kilometers. When it has something happen like that, you cannot avert danger. So all my, all that I will tell the public is that motorway is still motorway. And uh, we are praying that uh, uh, we are going to start the new work, as the minister promised. But the motorway is a motorway, and they should be just careful when they are driving. Uh, we, uh, Ghana Highway Authority is still making sure that they maintain it. After this uh, bridge, I think they are going to do the portals, all the portals that are on this uh, stretch, they are going to park it. They cannot do it at the same time. Even this one, look at the traffic. So they should all uh, bear in mind that uh, motorway, yes, you can go at the speed, but they should always go by what 
they have uh, as, uh, access to good as 100 kilometers per hour or less. Mm. Talking about patching the motorway, that brings up an interesting conversation. The very last time this motorway was patched or the portals were patched, they used bitumen or quota on concrete as an engineer and, and an expert. Is that right? <laughs> uh, you, see, when it's the, you see, when you have to go by parking it with the concrete, it's like sometimes you have to close it for a while. Look at this uh, hardship that people are going through. Not that we don't know that you have to park it with concrete, but at the end of the day, when we are to go by this streetly, you have to close the motorway to park it. So I think uh, since it is exhausted its lifespan, you have to be doing just like me, so at the end of the day, we can still use it until we get the new one. Thank you very much. And we would only hope that the motorway is fixed uh, within the time frame given. I have seen for my eyes, men are down there in the bridge trying their possible best to fix this particular bridge that had some form of defect and uh, they are trying as much as possible to f uh, finish within the two weeks uh, duration they've given to the public so that the inconvenience being created for the motoring public. Uh, you're going to finish this by Monday. So coming Monday, Monday you're finishing? We open it by Monday, you open it for the traffic. All right, so that uh, was Fred Duho's report. Let's take you into a quick couple of announcements, bring you your money. And uh, indeed, we just play this to give comfort to those in the traffic to know that you are not comfort. forgotten. Yes. Um, we will come back to the issue of building shortly. But let's just do two quick announcements okay. before we get into the money segment. Well, the GRA wants to remind all withholding tax agents, including that withholding tax agents appointed by the Commissioner General, that withholding taxes must be paid to the Domestic Tax Revenue Division of GRA by the 15th of every month, and that is today. So the withholding taxes for May 2022 are due today, 15th June 2022. You can submit hard and soft copies of schedules indicating the gross amount, the tax deducted, etc. Taxpayers can also contact a star 222 hash okay for more information on this you can file your returns online at taxpayersportal.com failure to pay your tax by the due date attracts an interest of 125% of the statutory rate compounded monthly on the outstanding tax mm -hmm. third party checks require two days to clear so please remember that the GRA can be reached by email on info at gra.gov.gh or on whatsapp 0552 990 And the UK Ghana Chamber of Commerce, a member-based trade organization that promotes bilateral trade between the UK and Ghana, presents the first Ascot Ladies' Day event in Ghana. It's a charity fundraiser and all proceeds will go to the University of Ghana Medical Center, Medical and Scientific Research Center Fundraising Committee. It's on Saturday, the 18th of June at the Polo Court Gardens at 12 p.m. prompt. The dress code is hats, ties, and everything elegant. To get your ticket, dial Star 713 Star 33 Star 20 Hash Or for reservations You can call 0501 288520 Come and support A worthy cause At the Royal Ascot Ladies Day It's the day To see And be seen 
And are you a fresh graduate preparing to launch your career? Join the ABSA Ready to Work virtual sessions. They'll help you transition from learning to earning. Our team of experts will be live on our Facebook and YouTube channels tomorrow, 16th June, to discuss how emotional intelligence and networking propels your career success. Let's get ready to work. That's Africanacity. That's ABSA. And Jumia's 10th anniversary is here. You can celebrate with us and enjoy amazing deals on your favorite brands. Download the Jumia app now. To participate in the treasure hunt, daily flash sales and more, just download the Jumia app. And the gold partners for this are Samsung, Absolute and Unilever. Remember, you can still enjoy free delivery in Accra and Kumasi on thousands of items. Jumia, your everyday delivered. We'll bring you your money in a quick second. Before that, Ashesi University yes. is doing some great things. Yes, yes, yes. They are celebrating 20 years of impact and excellence. Mm-hmm. And so they are telling people to visit their website, ashesi.edu. .gs to learn more about their programs, what they do, and all of that. And it's a reminder that in the last 20 years, they've been educating ethical and entrepreneurial leaders through high-impact and experiential education. That's bringing your money. is brought to you by CBG. It's your personal finance tip for the morning. I guess with all the conversations about building a house <coughs> and building... I don't know what you're going to say, but anyhow. Well, I wasn't going to talk about building a house, but I suppose... Tell I me mean, what you want to say. No, 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 no really? pressure. No pressure. No pressure. Well, I was going to talk about something, well, a quote from Elon Musk. Yes. Um, in fact, he came up in our conversation yesterday on City Business Festival for mm-hmm. strange reasons, but fine. Has he but, bought Twitter yet? Um, well, uh, yet. it's in the pipeline. <laughs> ah, okay. I yeah. understand he says he's questioning the way they... Yeah, he's, they, they value it or something. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, Elon Musk says, I always invest my own money in the companies I create. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in the whole thing of just using other people's money. I don't think that's right. I'm not going to ask other people to invest in something if I'm not prepared to do so myself. Mm. So if you're an entrepreneur, if you're somebody out there who's looking for investors, right? Mm-hmm. The first investment starts with you, doesn't it? Mm. If you are willing to put something in, to make that sacrifice, it means you actually believe in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But if you expect other people to fund your dream, then the question is, well, why should I pay for your dream if you're not willing to? So So you must put your skin in the game. You've got to. That's what what they say. That was your money brought to you by CBG. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Ah. Huh? <laughs> 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 Alright, so that's the issue for the day. How are Ghanaians surviving? By the way, I have two announcements for you. It's not very good announcements. So, fuel prices are going to hit 11 based on the new... <laughs> 
Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> Based on the new pricing window, I think petrol, which is used to be 10, is now going to 11. I just want to confirm the details for you. Uh, yes. So, so um, cement is going to hit six. So, Copec has said fuel prices to be up by more than one CD per liter soon. So, let me read the story on City Business News. It appears the woes of consumers of fuel are not yet over, as the price of the commodity is tipped to increase by about twelve percent for the next pricing window of June. This would mean that the average price of fuel is likely to increase by about. 1 CD 33 pesos per liter. Petrol prices are projected to go up to 1 CD 24 pesos per liter, which is an 11.41% increase, and that of diesel 1.43, which is a 12.93% increase. The latest release by the Chamber for Petroleum Consumers explained what was accounting for the anticipated price hikes. Then he goes on to say, at the current crude price of one two four long long story i don't i'm not interested in all that so basically as as we talk petrol is a, a bit above 10 this is a bit about above 12. okay so uh, and think about it um petrol was around 6.5 in january so it's almost it's doubled petrol has doubled between January and now, so if we are at 10 and 12, and it's going to go up by one city, so petrol is going to go to like 11, and this is going to go like 13. All right. So let's read that. Could we read that in con- in context of the how people are building, how people are surviving? Uh, thing that that we're talking about. Hi, Bernard. I'm an accountant. My take-home pay is 2,500 Ghana CDs. I normally take a loan from a savings and loans company with a high interest rate for six months to build. So here's somebody who's saying he takes loans. What percentage? Please, yeah, he, didn't, he didn't give the percentage. He said a high interest rate, but he did not give an exact percentage. Okay, Bernard, a, a lot of stolen money are now no more being saved at the bank or they are now diverted into buildings this is samson in sotom alleging this okay bernard and team i've been following your discussion on the building of houses and i can say that most of the government workers who are building take loans from either their banks or from their welfare associations Mm. as well most people have found other means of augmenting their salaries by engaging themselves in selling to get additional cash to survive that's Mm. nicholas from tema Mm. then i'd come to down someone sahara down and see construction on a massive scale uh filling up the nature reserve in the process this is ben in dc you've talked now you're tired (laughs) okay my brother we've all become managers with god being the ceo i am an official contract worker but in three different organizations i leave the house for work at 7 a.m and return at 11 p.m also i do other side gigs as well as playing a pastor's role in church i'm currently with four dependents a wife and three kids we've moved into our uncompleted apartment in the amasaman area hoping to complete it with god being our helper charlie man must survive oh this is emmanuel so this uncompleted thing is, is mm. a trend, right to stop paying rent, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then my take home is two thousand five hundred. A lot of people have said that actually. Yeah, Their take home is two thousand five hundred cities. Yeah. Um, I'm building a two-story, six-bedroom house. Hey, whoa! Hey. <laughs> I, I completed two of the rooms, and I moved my mother in during the COVID period. The strategy is what I call incremental building. Also, finish? once you move in, the desire to complete it is high. Mm. This is K from Tema. Wow. All right. How is he building on the salary that he's on? Yeah. Six okay. bedrooms. How much does his wife earn? Yeah. He didn't okay, say. He just said us. he earns two five. 
Okay. Okay, get back to us. I wow. work with a banker. In fact, he didn't even say he was married. He said he moved his mother in during COVID. Mm. Okay, so it's probably yeah. a single guy. Maybe. I work with a bank. I'm building a five-bedroom deluxe house mm. at Lakeside Estate. Hey! Hey! It's been personal loans from day one. I started in 2020. I currently have a take-home of 1,600 cities, excluding my allowances monthly instead of 5K. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not been easy, but we're determined to move in come January. My wife is a teacher and she's very helpful and supportive. Uh, He said, note, the staff personal loans attract 5% interest for maximum five years. So and, that's pretty low. And this is... Um, Charlie, is it, that, that, do these numbers make sense to you? No, but no. this is a, a trend that I've seen. So, um, it looks like uh, people have been sending messages about... Uh, a lot of people building are uh, taking loans yes. from banks yeah. or microfinances. Savings if, and loans. And, or savings yep. and loans mm-hmm. to put up their building. Just a trend. Let me explain something. So one, a a banker sent me a message which explains how they are taking the loan. You know, because I was asking whether people take loans to build. And then from my analysis of the uh, banking sector reports, the percentage of loans taken for construction is not that high. So the banks, if like a bank's portfolio into construction is not that big, except a couple of banks. Now it says, Bernard, people are not taking mortgages. Mm -hmm. They are taking normal personal loans and they keep taking top-ups. So they move gradually but consistently year after year. I also know that some building material companies are giving soft credit terms for buyers of building materials. They give up to three months of soft credit of, for you to buy some minimum quantities. Then it says the World Bank quotes Ghana as one of the leading nations with the highest amount of private capital locked in uncompleted residential properties due to our property ownership culture. This is a conundrum banks have failed to unlock by providing a bespoke mortgage solution due to our poor credit and borrower profiling environment. The development and integration of the housing addressing system, the national identification and credit bureau systems should hopefully help bridge these credit environment gaps. This is a fantastic comment from a banker. I have another one here which may help explain the building. So this person says, Bernard, you guys should take a closer look at the remittances. All right. Mm -hmm. He says, "Um, don't underestimate how many buildings are funded by the diaspora. Remember that they are the largest FDI in the past 10 years. There was a dip in COVID, but still huge amount. Check the numbers from BOG. Inflows began to increase in 2017, and in 2019, about 1 million migrant Ghanaian workers in foreign countries and others in the diaspora remitted $4.05 billion, mm. equivalent to about 6.1% of GDP. And this is through just official channels. We understand where these huge funds go. They are not necessarily affected by Ghana government policies. Compare this to total private sector investment by all the banks yearly in Ghana and also FDI into Ghana. Mm. You know, it's 2020, true. Ghanaian, private Ghanaians, so it's basically saying your sister, my brother, your uncle sent monies to us as much as all foreign companies invested in Ghana, Ghana. in 2020. Hmm. And this is through official channels. channels. So if somebody's sending the money, puts the money under his bag, puts $100 in his co- pocket, no, no, that's not even recorded. So, and I have the list here. Check this out. From 2010, we only had $140 million mm. in remittance. 2011, $2.1 billion. Whoa. 2012, $2.2 billion. 2013, $1.9 billion. 2014, $2 billion. 2015 was the peak. $5 billion. Mm. 2016, $3 billion. Then it eased to 2017, $3.5 billion. 2018, $3.5 billion. 
2019, 3.4 billion. 2020, 3.5 billion. Now, this is dollars. Now, let's add these figures. 3.5 times 4. That's 14 billion plus another 8. Mm-hmm. 22 billion plus another 4. 26 plus another 3.5. Almost 30 billion dollars from 2010 to 2020. 30 billion dollars. Multiply that by 8. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, if you, of course, you, you, Bakujo, my point is that maybe people are borrowing money, but relatives abroad are also helping. Because if you have one million Ghanaians in the diaspora, obviously, if he sends you $500 a month, $500, if you melt it, five. Seven thirty-five. <laughs> you can buy some cement. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be a lot to know every month. But there are people who do that. I, I because on the, on 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 the build kind their of own skill houses. that we are looking to at. build their own houses. But maybe. think, but think about it. The three point five billion dollars that's coming in, I can say over seventy percent is going to, to buildings. Thirty percent is to health. That's true. So maybe your parents need, need hospital something. fee. So it's hospital, building, and maybe school fees. Yes, and then funerals. Funeral is not is not regular. So if someone's gonna send a funeral, it's like one of donation. Yeah. Like if I look at my siblings abroad, if they'll send me money for funerals, maybe like somebody's dead once. Yeah. But if it's going to be like regular, it's either a house or a hospital or somebody's fees. You see, so Kojo, maybe the diasporans are propping up the economy higher than we think, and maybe the three point five billion is an underestimation. Because if you have one million Ghanaians working abroad and we have thirty million Ghanaians, that's idea for every every. I don't know. Ten families. There's somebody abroad who's working, and those people who are working abroad, almost everybody working abroad has somebody they send money to. There's nobody who lives abroad who's just like has no interest. Maybe just a few. You see, so there are two things. We need to study the economy that's informal. We need to study the diaspora economy, and then we need to study the credit, because what the guy said about how people borrow and get top ups. So if you go for a bank loan, like one of bank loan you may not be able to pay over five years but you can go for a short-term loan pay get another loan pay maybe it will help but i wanted you to just bring in the cement prices and the fuel prices and what that means for 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 us in the coming days could you yes so i'm i'm looking at um cement prices at least from december um last year it was around 40 41 42 mm-hmm. now it's sitting 66 so in just six months Yes, it's just six months. Um, so that should give you a sense of how the cement prices are going. Iron rods prices have also gone up, but you let's stay with cement. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at some of the invoices that um, I got in December for cement. And if you look at this, for example, um, on the 28th of January. Mm-hmm. So early this year? Yes, a bag of diamond cement was going for 46 cities mm. okay 46 so that's, that's january yes mm-hmm. if you go to second december mm-hmm. 2021 mm-hmm. a bag was going for 41 cities so close to 40 way. cities yes 41 cities in um december january 46 so so as of christmas uh, yeah 40 cities will get you a bag of cement 40 41 42 and yes. today's 66 it's going to 66 so that's 25 cities more yeah than christmas yeah and this is just half year half year take me to middle of last year 
I'm, I'm looking for the figures for middle of last year. Middle of last year was around the same 38, 40-ish. I want within, to know... It was within that particular range. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't too far off. So it's... it's, it's um, when we entered this year, we started hitting the 50s and gradually we are hitting 66. Mm. Yeah. So the the, way, the the issue is, what is driving the inflation in in cement? The, the cement companies are in a better position to tell us, but if we want to look at whatever is happening globally, you know they import the bulk of their raw material. So the CD dollar rates could affect them. The cost of freight will affect them and a few other things. At least knowing that they import a bulk of their material in, into the country to process if the exchange rates, because now the CD is around how much? Eight CDs or something, right? Yep. It's the same thing also affecting the, the, the fuel prices. So why is cement, is the, which components are imported? Oh, they import the bulk clinker. of the stuff they use into the country. Um, I, I, the, the clinker, I know, is imported into the country. And then they have some other material they add to blend or mm. to grind the cement, which they get from the crop or areas and other places. But the bulk, the majority of the thing they use is from, it's, it's, it's imported. Hand to mouth. Let's read a few more comments on how people are building. And then we will see where that leaves us. Time check, it's a minute tonight. Don't forget, we're going to our interview with David Fosudote on differentiating Ghana Kukui if you can read a few more for me alright better than team the reason building continues is because owning a house in Accra is now a necessity so though income has lost its value lifestyle changes so we spend less on some other things and invest the rest in building an example for me is I live alone in my own house while my wife works in Kufredia and comes some weekends in the past I used to eat out sometimes since I'm alone but with the current economic situation I've stopped that and I eat exclusively at home and spend that savings on fuel in addition to mapping my movement very well this is Tete in OEB mm-hmm. Ben good morning my mom was a teacher she told us she took loans from her teachers union for our house that she built she pays back and takes other loans it was not easy but we survived and now we're very grateful for it because rent in Ghana is not easy at all mm. good morning City CBS in order to secure our land we had to mobilize money and do the foundation mm-hmm. after two years we did the pillars and better that's it we can't continue and the interest on the loans are huge <laughs> so the plan is to do it yearly until we can move in but the road to the place that is Santo is also bad Mm. sometimes it's not like the money is there but once you're able to get the land you need to secure it by building something on it mm. better than team the problem is the foundational because mm. you can't build a foundation in phases that's coming so from the foundation here. is a bulk so could you for a building foundation probably like 30% of the cost right yep and that one is it has to be done in bulk yes you, you you can do in bulk and in some other places you can do it in in, in phases that's it depends cool. on the design you have and the right technical help that you have. Mm. There are certain portions of the foundation that can be done and other portions joined 
later. All right. Yeah. So, Brother and team, on your topic on how people have been building, most workers who are on the Tier 3 pension scheme withdrew their Tier 3 pensions after 10 years. This is a lump sum that mm-hmm. people are using to build or to finish their building. This mm-hmm. is from Dan in Dan Soman. Mm-hmm. We take personal loans from the bank to build. This is Aram. We've stopped investing because of the banking and investment bank collapse issues. The best investment is land and a house. Okay? Mm-hmm. We take personal loans to build. Look at the inflation and rising cost of building materials when you take a loan and when you take a loan and build now, it's better than saving and building later. Mm-hmm. Okay. We do pa pa to get money to survive and build because rent is killing us. Okay. Mm. Better than team, I'm a salaried worker. My wife is a beautician. We started our house somewhere in 2014 with the hope of completing before we moved in. Mm-hmm. The agreement was that she used her income to feed the house while I use mine to take a loan and start and complete our six bedroom. What? Condo, not condo, 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 three down, three up. Uh, we couldn't, eh, Charlie? Ghanaians, they talk to condo. It's condo. Condominium. We couldn't meet our target. Mm-hmm. I lost my job somewhere in November 2016. My wife had to sacrifice and sell her SUV so that we could complete the downstairs and move in. It will amaze you the kind of pressure I received from my wife. She once warned me, and I quote, Papa, you better be fast for us to move or else you will one day come and meet our absence. So you live in this rented house alone. Lo and behold, we moved and our first night in our house was awesome. There was no tiles, no light, no water, but God being so good to us, we've been able to fix tiles and we're still fixing the house small, small. We shall get there. So once you move into the structure, the pressure to finish. The pressure, it's it's better than to... We moved when we we hadn't done our final painting. We just did Mm. the first coat, did Mm -hmm. a few things, made sure bathrooms are okay and everything, and we moved. Mm. Then we sold our car. And then used to to finish... To to move very fast, because, um, look, if you have a house, and you are lucky to have a title to the land, yeah. That is even enough to help you get capital to do business moving forward. So it's, a, it's an investment so if you build it yourself. That's why people just... Could you, one of the things I want you to do is to check the prices of the various cement products on the market, whether the CTC is an average or whether it's just for a few brands. But that's for a later discussion. Could yeah. we a few more comments on this? Okay. Um, the issue of building, trust me, the Bible states it clearly, by wisdom a house is built. I think we've read this already. Uh-huh. The hairdresser in the kiosk who's finishing her three-bedroom house. Let me tell you what I do and how much I earn a month. Mm-hmm. I'm a graduate. I graduated in 2016. Okay. I got introduced to this fresh tilapia supply business. I supply about 50 boxes a week hey. on each box using the average market price, mm. I get a net profit of 50 Ghana CDs, okay? Meaning I make 2,500 CDs a week and that's 10,000 CDs a month. I'm not stealing from anyone. Mm. Mm. I am wow. Since 2016, I've built a four-bedroom house here in Accra. I've bought two cars and my kids are attending a good school. The most paying jobs are not always AC offices, that's air-conditioned offices, with a computer facing you. People are building, but they are building from their meager salary because mortgages don't work. Housing is so expensive that they want you to pay all at a go. Who can afford that? In Europe and the US, mortgages work, and they work so well that any average income earner can buy a house. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good morning, City FM. Ghana has had a housing boom over the last two decades. The building boom is not just in Accra. It's all across the country. Our national income does not calculate the housing stock and the values thereof. Yeah. Our GDP, therefore, is not capturing that sector in full. I kind of agree. Mm. I, I kind of agree that we are undervaluing what we have in Ghana. And if we can, you know what the, the guy was saying, if we can use property addressing and those things to give people some level of um, certainty about the property they own, 
they can then free that up into getting them more money to do more things. Yeah. Here's a message from a civil servant. He says, good morning, Bernard and team. Civil servants can be very creative. I made a lot of sacrifices to get roof over their heads. For instance, mm. it has taken us over 10 years to put up a, <clears throat> a small house. I had to carry Banku, Gari, Shito, etc. whenever I have the opportunity to travel outside Ghana for work so I could have some part of my DSA for the project. I don't know what that means. Whether mm. are you going to sell it or eat it in place of the money? Mm. It's not easy, but sad. we have to do that so that when we retire as civil servants, we don't die early. My regards to the team. This is Eben. Eben, when you say you carry Garishito and Banku when you travel, so you can save part of your DSA. What is DSA? I'm, I'm assuming something, something a allowance. allowance. Yeah, maybe a per diem DS. or. Yeah. DSA. Please, civil service, what is DSA? Mm. Some of us, we don't know what those things are. <laughs> but what is DSA? DSA. He says he travels with Banku and Shito, so he saves his DSA. Mm. Maybe yeah, it's probably a pedi- a name, another name for it. Ah, okay. A, a few more. Charlie, but people are forcing, oh. Yeah, yeah. Ghanaians are hard guys, oh. Mm. Very, very No, Charlie, play a song for Ghanaians. <laughs> Ghanaians are, are solid. What hey. magic. Okay, so when you travel for a project and they give me like hundred dollars, so you eat your own shito and your own fantikenke, so you don't use the money, so you get bulk money to build. Mm. Oh, daily s- subsistence allowance. Okay, so you and them for pay DM. Mm. Ah, so it means open up they carry banku and shito. They carry everything. You know, <laughs> Charlie, the airport people go stop you. <laughs> He carries Banku and Shito to the airport and then when he goes to New York, he's eating Banku and Shito so that when he comes, he have DSA to use to build. You know all my foreign travels. You don't carry Shito? My PDM. You know they I touch. don't touch. <laughs> I don't even shop there. Why should I go and shop? Abroad? I have to buy candies for people. When I get yes, there, I, I go and shop and buy. Yes. DSA. I'm going to go to Switzerland. Switzerland. Chocolate. No, it's not. my brother. Every day be I they pray to God. All that I need be what to chop. I they need some dough to stay alive. I they won't work hard to just survive. Every day be I they pray to God. Shout outs to Ghanaians. We'll take a short break. When we come back, we'll take you to David Ofosu Dote. I don't want work hard to just survive. I don't send man close to cool. Mini certificate quite to prove. Intimate then get to you. I feel crana me such a mistake to choose. I feel I'm making my life for me despite. Put a big point could then miss out. Your reaction is the crane your wife. Then my girl be a super X5. Then go girl be a PDB. Meanwhile, there's so many ways to keep enjoying the things you love on MTN just because everything is made simple just for you. On MTN, you get to enjoy convenience when and anywhere you top up your MTN account. Top up your credit by using Momo or my MTN app. You can also buy it from any vendor at the recommended retailer price and get a 100% bonus. Remember to demand the same value. It's simple and convenient. MTN everywhere you go. Meanwhile, if you're still sending group contributions to someone's personal wallet, how do you track an account for the contributions and the funds raised from your fundraiser? Welcome to Chango, your platform of trust. If you're contributing to a friend's wedding, alumni dues, or a public campaign, Chango is your best choice. Chango is approved by the Bank of Ghana and is good for various campaigns or projects. Call 0270-066614 or go to changoapp.com for more information. And you know that by updating your bank account records with your Ghana card, you're not only ensuring that all your financial transactions are linked to one identity and information source, but you're 
are also helping to ensure the safety of the financial system. That's why from the 1st of July 2022, the Ghana card will be the only identification card that will be accepted in undertaking transactions at all banks in the country. Update your bank account records at your respective banks with your Ghana card details today. Your card is your guard, so speak to your bank and find out how to conveniently update your account records with your Ghana card before July 1st. This message is brought to you by the Ghana Association of Banks. And are you doing business in Ghana or seeking to invest in Ghana? Then talk to us today at the Ghana Investment Promotion Center or GIPC for accurate information on investment opportunities, incentive packages, technology transfer agreements, business matchmaking and advisory services. Locate us at Vivo Place in Cantonments or call us on 0302-665-125. You can also reach us on online channels like gipc.gov.gh or at GIPC Ghana on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Let's continue to grow in Ghana and go with Ghana. And we all want our kids to do well in school and in life. And that's why they need grit. And sport teaches grit so well. When they build grit in sport, they build it for life. Help your champion build grit today through sports. Energize them with a nourishing cup of Milo to go further. The grit they learn in sport, they keep for life. Milo, the energy to go further. We'll be right back with more. City Business Festival continues. Stay with us. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 
I don't think Ghana's location has been marketed. I mean, enough. It's mm -hmm. just started recently. Uh, so I don't think, even though that's the differentiator, I don't think that's what brings people here. The, for the average African, it's a bit more of a history. Mm. Uh, especially the Nkrumah factor, uh, the independence factor, the fact that uh, education-wise, uh, Ghana sent a lot of teachers out for... So you have people who are... 40, 50 and above who might have encountered a Ghanaian teacher uh, in one country or the other. And then uh, football is another uh, reason that Ghana becomes attractive. The father is West Africa. And another fact which is rather surprising, the fact that it is close to Nigeria. <laughs> because Nigeria itself attracts a lot of I mean, uh, uh, people and uh, because of the Ni Nigeria size, it's almost, you find, uh, in my estimation, 7 out of 10, especially businesses who come to Nigeria, who want to come to Ghana as well. So there's a spillover effect. So when they see Nigeria, they see Ghana as part of that conversation yes. all the time. And there, is, and, and there is always this argument, do I go to Nigeria before Ghana or Ghana before Nigeria? Depending on who you, who you are speaking to, somebody will say, let me do the hard landing and I go to the soft landing in Ghana. I just say go to Ghana first before you go to Nigeria. Mm. I mean, I think the Ghana-Nigeria relationship also has not been fully exploited, but these are all so, so they are the inherent issues of history, education, and then sports. Yeah. Then there's the associated issue of the Ghana-Nigeria dynamic adding yeah. to that. Because Nigeria is also quite strong on film music mm -hmm. and culture mm -hmm. and Ghana music also exactly for the Af average African so, Ghana music. so, you, so you, even before talking about location you've given me four very strong points yeah so but this is true in most anglophone because for my travels when I meet people from other African countries who are anglophone they talk about our teachers right? yeah they, they will say that there was a Ghana teacher they had many, the many teacher years is ago. a powerful thing I mean in Southern Africa especially yes the Ghanaian teacher influence is very very powerful you go to Zambia as an example today and you find I mean I walked to a hotel in Livingston and a lady there just I mean heard my name and started speaking tree to me she's just never like been to Ghana before I found the same thing in Durban uh, and the person started speaking local language yeah lo local Ghanaian language to me so these things seem intangible history education sports and then culture yet when we talk about ghana as an investment destination you will typically find the hard issues gdp economic stability is that is it a disconnect or is it just a question of us linking the two because usually when i hear gipc or somebody talk about ghana even the president they will usually say we are beacon of stability we have uh, a, a good economic growth our democracy is well but you're talking about Softer no, things. No, I think it's the focus. Mm -hmm. So most of what you hear about investments mm -hmm. is focused on attracting foreign direct investors. Mm -hmm. And that type of speak is what they would like to hear. Mm -hmm. uh, the other problem uh, with that is that that type of speak is what we've been cultured to let them hear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if, if we made them hear something different, mm -hmm. probably we will be able to attract more than we are currently attracting. So the issues of stability, etc. Those are all facts. But a lot of people have caught up with us when it comes to, I mean... Uh, those things. Yes, so so, so basically things. the hard ones are easier to replicate than the soft ones. It's also because we are looking... Let me emphasize, if you have, how you address the investors, a local investor, is different from how you address a foreign investor. And even the kind of investors you are, you are attracting also differ. If you were, wanted to attract 
uh, contractors, as an example, they don't really care about stability and international. He wants to the the for you. In fact, I yes. <laughs> provide exactly. more opportunity. Exactly. Otherwise, there wouldn't be investors in certain parts of Africa. Mm -hmm. If you want to uh, attract those who are in the finance market, the more stable the economy, the better it is for them. If somebody wants to do mining, uh, the more the gold or other metal prices go up outside Ghana the better it is for him they, they, because his market is outside the country so if you wanted to attract somebody who produces let's say bottles of water the more you address him about the size of africa as the aftermarket the more you'll attract him so we, we have to package these messages for different people i'll come back to the africa issue on after but let's talk globally so when you talk to people who are not africans asians europeans americans what do you think they see about Ghana? What's your experience with how they perceive the country? Asians see Ghana from different different angle, and you have to classify the Asians into two. Mm -hmm. I'll call it the Asians who relate to India. Uh, they don't need much selling because there, there are too many examples here of Indians who have lived here for long. It's the same when you look at the Middle East, Lebanese community. They already have Syria. a reference point for Ghana. Some have been here since 100 and 150 years. So it is their brother or their cousin who is letting them come here and they come and they ease into the system very i mean but when you talk about asia in terms of china singapore southeast asia the attitude is different you will find that most of them are people who first came to do some government work or one form or the other and found that this place was suitable then they teamed up with some local investor or decided to set up because one province in china is driving an africa investment etc so again Asians don't look at Ghana from a homogeneous perspective. Yeah. Mm, that's interesting. So, having said all this for both Africa and Asia, why is the Ghana as a center of the world such a powerful idea for you? Because for me, before you can attract investments, you first must have a mind share. Mm -hmm. uh, you must occupy a certain aspect of the mind. And I see that as the most powerful and fastest way to occupy the mind. So mm -hmm. everybody knows where you are. Everybody knows about you. And if you drive that, once they know about you, then they will be asking what? Let, let, let's take, let, look, I enter a lot of corporate boardrooms because I advise a lot of corporate clients well, all over the world. In a typical corporate boardroom, a person who is advising the board to, uh, to invest in a country or invest in Africa has to make a case for it. Now, if those listening, their minds are much focused on Ghana, and if you said, for example, let's invest in country X, the first question you get is, what about Ghana? So, mind share is very important. And, and if you don't occupy, you won't, your name won't come up because the person who is going to make the case, for example, must have gone to, let's say, Sudan or Morocco and he was attracted by the beauty of Marrakesh. And that is why he's making the presentation. Some tourists end up investing here. So the mind share is very important. And then the why they must invest after the mind share and then what we do to make sure that they are attracted. So. I think much as we talk about political stability and much as we talk about liberal democracy, etc., I think it's a bit overemphasized. The people have caught up with us. And I, I, I pointed out, China attracts more FDIs than the U.S. It's not a liberal democracy. Mm. This is still the City Business Festival. We're talking Ghana's uh, an investment destination, but we're talking about differentiating Ghana. My guest is David Fosudote, who is the senior partner, AB and David. We're trying to understand Ghana as a differentiator. You've spoken about mindshare a lot. And if you can explain to people why 
being at the center of the world is an important differentiator. You've spoken about the Greenish Marine Dam. Why would somebody want to have anything to do with the center of the world? Remember that a lot of these things are perception. They are not tangible. Now, there is something, there, there is nothing more unique than being unique, right? And when you want to occupy the mind, as much as possible, take that which nobody else can dispute and compute, comp, I mean, comp, com, I mean, compete with. Remember for 40 years or so, we kept branding ourselves as the gateway to Africa. We didn't get anywhere. We even borrowed money for, for that. Uh, why would I be doing that? Uh, when I can simply use my location. It's as simple as, as it is. So this is where I'm located. Simple. Come and find me. Now, because that attracts our, 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 our I mean, puts us in the minds of several people, it also boosts tourism. Because as a tourism effect, and if, if we want to, that's a whole separate discussion on this one as to how to turn it into, it has an effect on, even where people shoot their movies, it has an effect on logistics chain. Who wouldn't want to have a logistics, I mean, a value chain in where the center is? Because you can export to everywhere in the world. It has a seaport, it's an access to the landlocked countries. It almost will quadruple the attraction of Tema, Takradi and other ports that can come along the, the, the coast. Mm. So there are several factors. It also adds value to the products which are created from, from that, that place. I think I've spoken a lot about this in several Which other is interesting products. because, we, you know, we recently expanded the port and I'm not sure they did anything with the port to market it. Maybe I'm mistaken because I know that if you take Asia, for example, a lot of trade is going through Kenya because of the location to China. And for Ghana to have a major port rehabilitated with all the landlocked countries in the Sahel, I again don't know the attractiveness of our port to say the Togo port. No, Tema, Tema, Tema has already had a name for a long time as a, a, a well-managed port. And I think it's become even much better. Mm -hmm. So its throughput is quite high. Mm -hmm. But there, there are two other things we need to do. Mm -hmm. One of which I think we've almost failed. The first one, which I, I think we've almost failed, but it's not too late if you want to think from engineering perspective, it's doable, was to marry tourism in the center of the world with the creation of the port. Because where the, the container terminal is, it's also where the zero degrees and that, that exactly is, is, is that same place. But you, you, you can create a, a, a landing place for the tourists who want to take pictures there, etc., etc., link it to other as an things. additional attraction to the yes, destination yes, of the port. Yes, mm -hmm. and and then you can link it to religious tourism, mm -hmm. a number of things that we mm -hmm. can talk about. Mm -hmm. So that's one. The other thing we need to do, which to the best of my knowledge is actually ongoing, is using Tema and linking it to the railway which is heading to Mpakada and Akumukranchi, and then using the Akosom, uh, 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 the Volta River as a throughput to link to the landlocked countries, the assisting African uh, countries which are landlocked, and about half of them through that port are accessible, taking from the Sahar, Sahel region. Oh. It will attract a lot more. We may probably need another container terminal in, in, wow. in, in another decade. It will attract a lot more cargo. The advantage of it is that you can create, you can actually expand the north massively because you can create a special economic zones at the other point, and then you can then attract cargo down south. And I mean, God, it's almost 400 kilometers of inland waterway, and it also is green because mm. it's environment friendly. You can attract a lot of green capital for that. So if we do this too, we are not only expanding Tema port, we will also expand the allied ports along 
uh, uh, Ghana because we attract a lot of cargo and we become a proper transshipment. Part particularly when COVID has taught us that um, logistics is actually the power it of is. the economy. You know, we knew this theoretically, but I think when the crisis came with the, the pandemic, we realized that without movement, we can't do anything. Which is why the gateway concept was such a waste of time, if you ask me. What was wrong with that? I thought the gateway was if you are coming to Africa, experience Ghana first. It wasn't no, a bad No, that's not, that's not just it. The, the gateway concept, the whole gateway secretariat was created sometime in the 80s. Mm -hmm. There's a whole concept about it. I believe there was a cabinet debate at that time, etc. Okay. Uh, if you notice, a lot of the projects or programs we drive are not driven from from homegrown point of view so somebody sits outside ghana and thinks that uh, <laughs> you are a gateway and and then that's how i mean we, we ended up doing that for decades but mm. i think things are changing this is still the city business festival on a series brought to you by apsa with support from mtn gersal gipc and IT consultant. My guest is David Ofosudote. We're talking about differentiating Ghana as we talk about investment both into and within the country. We'll be right back. The entire month of June has been dedicated to business on City TV and 97.3 City FM. The City Business Festival will give entrepreneurs, SMEs, and individuals the needed insights and knowledge to advance their businesses. Join the weekly business forums every Tuesday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. live on City TV for discussions on various thematic areas each week, beginning with Week 1, Reimagining the Digital Economy. Week 2, Resetting your SME after COVID-19. Week 3, the Ghana Opportunity. Week 4, Consumer Market. Week 5, Agribusiness. Also, tune in every weekday morning for the City Business Festival on air series on the City Breakfast Show on 97.3 City FM to acquire the information you need to kickstart, grow, improve, strengthen, and expand your business. There will be a lesson for every business with the City Business Festival this June only on City TV, 97.3 CDFM and on CNR Digital. The City Business Festival, proudly sponsored by Absa Bank and supported by MTN Momo, MTN Business, IT Consortium, the Ghana Investment Promotion Center, and Gersol. Welcome back. This is still the City Business Festival, our on air series brought to you by Absa with support from MTN, IT Consortium, Gersol and GIPC. My guest is David Fosudote. Today we're talking about differentiating Ghana as we attract investment. I know that a lot of the investment conversations have been taken from two perspectives. Outside in and also the global north to the south. So North America, Europe coming in. But I think the narrative has to change. And you alluded to that in the TV thing where you said we must also look at internal and then also the continent and on the southern side. So let's talk first south-south. How big is the Africa market for us, both coming in and going out? I mean, you're talking about 1.3 billion people. Mm -hmm. uh, that itself is, my, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a very big market in itself. So that's about almost the size of China, I mean, in terms of population. Mm -hmm. Even though our land size is about three to four times that of China. Mm -hmm. So look at that and then you look at the fact that it's youthful mm. and therefore consumerism is generally high if we can ship it then more importantly 
it is growing in terms of uh, population growth per, per, per annum. So mm -hmm. the sustainability of that market is, I mean, it, it can, can be for decades to come. If we look at it from that angle and we encourage our industries to reach out to that market, then that would be very important. But I don't think we are. It's true that we talk a lot about after. Mm -hmm. I've had the privilege of leading uh, an assignment for uh, a major DFI that looked at uh, driving exports across eight African countries. Of Ghana was one. Mm. And if I were to rank in terms of the mindset of businesses trying to expand the advantage of after, I'll put Ghana about number five on that on, on that rank. That means that our businesses are not very Africa focused. So I, I think we have the opportunity. We have the location of the secretariat here. It makes it easy for us to assess. We have a Ghana secretariat that has been done. But I think we need to do a, a lot more drive on the business mindset and tell them what they can take advantage of ahead of, I mean, others doing that. I have been observing certain industries and the way the multinationals in Ghana behave. And I have a feeling that when an African multinational comes into Ghana, the story is actually better than when it's possibly European. I don't want to mention names of companies. But I, I've, I, I've, I've, seen, agree with you. I've seen more long-term, I've seen more infrastructure investment, I've seen a more careful approach to even leadership development when it comes to African multinationals in Ghana than, say, the traditional European. Is this something we should take more seriously? We, we should, and unfortunately, we are not doing very well in the African multinational index. You know, there, there are entities like Confidence, like Afro Champions, which, as you know, I belong to, compiled Africa multinational index and Africa globalizes. And you find that if you compare to other countries like South Africa, Nigeria, Kenya, the number of Ghanaian entities are not doing so well in terms of... Recently, uh, Financial Times also issued an index as to the number of uh, African businesses which are growing. And the Ghanaian number in it wasn't that high. Mm. I think we have the opportunity to increase that and to promote our businesses to become real regional champions. And then, I mean, we can be a much bigger player on the African market. But what about from outside in? Again, when I look at the landscape, I see South Africa here a lot in the banking, in the consumer market. Mm -hmm. I see Nigeria here a lot. I see Botswana. I see Egypt. Egypt. Yeah. And I see Morocco yeah. as well. I'm not sure about the East African corridor in terms of all the way from Kenya down to Uganda, I, I don't know what, what East Africa is an interesting place. It's doing much better than most regions in terms of integration. Uh, currently, they are, in my view, the most integrated of the sub regional yes, blocks. Of the sub blocks. Uh, maybe next to Sadiq, I mean, a bit between the two of them. ECOWAS has been around for much longer, but I think there are too many problems here, mainly bordering around the, the Francophone and Anglophone divide. But having said that, because East Africa is much integrated, the moment they start doing better with the other regional blocks, they are likely to dominate. And and I think the Tanzania, Kenya, Uganda, and now Congo DR joining that block may actually be the game changer for that region. And they may end up dominating rather than the West African sub-region. So let me present two alternative models. When I look at Germany, I see an export-led economy. Mm -hmm. They are very focused on building technical capacity to send products out. Then I see Ireland. They have a good language. They are in the central location. Group, everybody comes in yeah. and leaves their money here. So their uh, GDP is higher than a GNI. For us, Germany's GDP will be lower than its GNI. Which of the two parts, when you look at Ghana, relative strength, 
are we doing more a germany or more an ireland what should we do i think we are doing more um <laughs> more if you ask me slightly skewed towards ireland, ireland. uh not a germany but by the nature of our location our history i think we should be doing more of a germany than you yeah. think so i think so also because we have the uniqueness of exporting services which we are not paying much attention to unfortunately even though we are likely to have a one africa services market in the next couple of years if if after uh, protocol on services the phase one is con concluded it's because Ghanaians, especially the smes are doing products every now and then if we aggregate them we can actually replicate German German Germans economy in one way or the other. I wanted to push you a bit. I was at a World Bank event last week where they launched a report on competitiveness. And they said Ghana's competitiveness in terms of products had dropped. But our service and which is why your point is important, our service competitiveness had actually gone up. And that they felt that our path to being competitive for the continent could be through services. That was the idea. I, it was. I'm not. I don't know if I'm summarizing I the whole point. I don't think I wholly agree. Mm. If if we were an integrated economy like the European economy, mm -hmm. and if we had also actually hyped the part of our economy where it, it enables us to be able to service others remotely, mm. then I would have agreed with that. Mm -hmm. Until we do that, I think the other one should be I mean, so for an agrarian economy it's better to add value than to move to, and then move to services we, we you, don't, you don't cut short we, we don't i think we can grow the two two together simultaneously put a little bit more emphasis on the manufacturing especially the agribusiness type mm. but we should still develop our service sector because we have we have we already having an advantage but that advantage can be taken away by the likes of mauritius as an example uh because Look, let me give you an example, uh, 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 Bernard. Mm -hmm. If you don't improve your computing capacity, mm -hmm. your digitization agenda will not be able to attract the type of data centers mm -hmm. and, and, and the rest. So we have digitization, which is good. We are attracting a few data centers, but our computing capacity is low. <laughs> By computing capacity, I'm referring to the number of people who have access to either smartphones, hard uh, uh, actual computers with high capacity to enable us to be able to service the rest of African market irrespective of where we are located. Because these days, people hire people remote. If we promote that part of the service, we will have a balance between Ireland and Germany. But I actually am optimistic on that front because when I check the recent data on electricity penetration, for example, you need electricity penetration to have internet penetration. But don't, don't forget about electricity cost. Generally. There are more, about 85% of the country has electricity yeah. compared to most countries. Yeah. Now, if that is the basis for internet penetration, then you can say Ghana has a lead. I wouldn't exactly agree. So I would rather push Ghana to become a power hub and increase Ghana's digitization and computing capacity. Because once you make Ghana a power hub, you are not only attracting the location of industries because power is cheaper, mm. you will be able to export power. And then you can attract more data centers because of the stability of the power. Mm. So, because cost of power is comparatively high here. So, yeah. even though we have more people with electricity, the cost is prohibitive. Be so, until we bring the cost down, the benefit will not no, be but felt. Because the factor you are looking at is access to electricity. Yes. It drives votes. It's different from the cost of electricity which drives production. Because here, comparatively, 
the household consumer is paying comparatively less and i'm saying comparatively but the producer is paying more yes it's paying more if we swapped it and made the household consumer pay more and let the producer pay less comparatively it will drop the prices of production and we can attract many industries and then they can generate enough employment so that the people can get work and be able to pay for the electricity but to create a value added economy you need a couple of things you need productive capacity and know-how there are people who have done some analysis and said yeah, that's, true. that's one area we have to improve in terms of so if you take a typical Ghanaian firm in fact they've done studies on the productive capabilities of the Ghanaian firms it's not that strong it is not strong you are, you are right it is not just also the productive capability also we don't have a marketing mindset mm -hmm. so we may have a good product we don't market it we expect that it will sell by itself mm -hmm. and we don't produce volumes nor do we aggregate what we we, we do so uh, part of our private sector is too much focused on what i call the 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 the, the, the sole uh, representative uh, mindset they want to represent some foreign, foreign manufacturer and be the sole distributor uh, here we have to consciously encourage our private sector to be able to upscale as well as upgrade so the upgrade will deal with a, a, a productive capacity the upscale will deal with our ability to produce volumes and, and we need to address let it. me use an example as we sit here our four or five car companies have brought assembling plants here how should we analyze that to leverage so if toyota nissan vw set up an assembling plant here by in 20 years time should we be able to say we should have a local version or we shouldn't forget that we have had assembly plants here before mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. uh, uh, i think Peugeot, Peugeot used, was yes, used to be Tata here as well yeah i don't that yeah that had some sort uh we even used to have willowbrook uh waffle and the rest mm -hmm. so this i mean a second i mean second iteration <laughs> yes, of the car company is very good but we have to look at it at the african market and mm -hmm. and and from that we need to do a second thing we need to look at how that meets the rules of origin of after because if they don't meet the rules of origin of after then they cannot export on the in the within the area mm. if they are able to meet that then it makes it more relevant with ghana as a location and then we can be producing more and exporting it across it and remember our competitors are morocco uh, south africa and rwanda at some extent but so, I'm, I'm saying this more in a sense i remember speaking to an executive of one of the companies who said when the i won't mention the country when the people brought the factory in the first year they came with their own engineers and then they spent like six months training the Ghanaians. and now he's telling oh, me that's that a big problem apart, have. apart from the high level managers now most of the guys on the factory floor are full Ghanaian. which for me is a good thing which means that the skills have been passed on and that can then be leveraged but, but i hope we can sustain it because mm. the average artisan mm. or mechanic mm. or techno technician mm. in ghana uh, they are when it comes to that we have a lot of challenges there are gaps there are a lot of gaps mm. and and we need to do a lot of focus on that mm. we need to put a lot of focus on that okay but let's go back to your first point when i ask you about how ghana is perceived you said because of education teaching sport and then i think you mentioned a third factor i forget and then also um there's just a location ghana has a favorable view among her oh, yes yes compared to other african countries or most african countries yeah so that means that a Ghanaian multinational will do actually very well yes because if a Ghanaian produces something and sends to botswana then maybe their teacher was a Ghanaian. But the average Ghanaian company is not, not thinking multinational that's that's, that's what I'm saying. so you are saying that if you start thinking that way 
the market is probably more receptive to you than even other African countries. Much, 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 much receptive to you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that, remember I drew the link between Ghana and Nigeria, and that link is downplayed. Mm -hmm. they, do anybody investing in Nigeria thinks of the possibility of investing in Ghana. Mm -hmm. And some invest in Ghana with Nigeria also as a market, right? Because there are certain advantages we have naturally. So if we look at it that way, the, the African market will be really, really receptive to us. Olivia, thank you, David. Always thought-provoking talking to you. He's a senior partner, AB and David. is one of the fascinating law firms on the continent doing incredible things. We've been talking about differentiating Ghana as part of the City Business Festival on a series brought to you by APSA MTN, also supported by Gersal GIPC and IT Consortium. We'll be with you next time. Bye-bye. Conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. All right. So that was a quick one on HIV and uh, COVID and comorbidities. I have on the line Dr. Kafui Senya. He is with the WHO. Doc, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hello, Hello Doc. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Fantastic. Well. It's a long time. How are you doing? It's good to have you. I have Kukui here with me. She's going to ask you a few questions. Sure. Hi, Doc. Good morning. Good morning, Koki. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. How about you? Not bad. <laughs> right. I'm doing your All best right. in, All right. in in this situation, right? We're talking HIV, COVID-19, and other comorbidities. So, uh, Doc and I are just going to go through some of the differences between HIV and COVID and what people living with HIV need to watch out for and how vulnerable they can be to COVID. So, Doc, what is the difference between HIV and COVID-19? Okay. Thank you, Koki. So, um... To start with, maybe I'll mention a few similarities to uh, enable us to understand the differences better. So both are caused by a virus, um, different viruses, of course. And those are, both are pandemics. Um, I'm raising that just to make us realize that HIV is also a pandemic. Uh, we started in 1981, and we are not yet out of the woods with it. Um, for the hello, 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 all right. Okay, we, we, we have to get L looks as though we've, we've yeah, lost because a of bit. the the I think the weather is not helping us, probably. We'll get Dr. Mm. Back shortly, but you can get a whole year's worth of data if you pay for 11 months. It's called Self Line. Yes, get a device backup and a dedicated VIP manager to assist in all your needs. Whether you're staying busy with your back-to-back -back online meetings, downloading all your favorite movies in 4K, or uploading that video of your niece singing her baby shark for long hours. Dial star 718 star 77 hash to sign up. Self-line better together. 
Meanwhile, ECG is informing all customers and the general public that we will conduct an audit of our meters soon. ECG officials will be deployed to update customer information. This moratorium they are giving you is to help you get things straight between 7 June and 6 July. Rectify issues of postpaid customers who have meters but do not receive bills. Prepaid customers who do not purchase electricity credits and customers whose meters are faulty. If you have also engaged in faulty or any connection that's illegal, rectify it now before the 6th of July. Now, this moratorium is ending on the 6th of July, after which customers who are caught stealing will be charged for stealing in accordance with the law and their names published widely. Talk about cement. Diamond cement is still available. We have three main areas of production at Plautak, Radium, Buipe. Get the 42.5 hour grade, the highest quality on the market. Rated green by EPA. We also have the 32.5 hour grade, meaning there's a great deal for every pocket. Call us on 0244313368. Diamond cement, still as hard as a diamond. I believe Dr. Praise Kafui uh, Senya, I'm calling by Sunday's good name. <laughs> He's back on the line. Uh, Doc, welcome back. Sorry, I think the weather is not helping our, our cause. You were giving yeah. us the differences between HIV and COVID? Yes. Great. I think that's why you lost it. So the, let me say the differences. So I mentioned that um, HIV is mainly through body fluids, transmitted mainly through body fluids of an infected partner, whilst COVID is mainly through infected respiratory droplets, as we know. Uh, for HIV, we don't have any vaccine, but we have a vaccine for COVID. Um, when you get HIV, there's no need for isolation of the infected person. But for COVID, there's need to isolate. And um, there's treatment in the form of antiretroviral therapy. Um, not cure, but a form of treatment, though not a cure. Whilst we are yet to get any specific medications for COVID. And then we have some uh, medications that you can take to prevent or minimize the risk of you getting HIV. We call them PrEP and then uh, PEP, that's pre exposure exposure prophylaxis or post exposure prophylaxis medications, which are available for HIV. Uh, which we don't yet have for COVID as well. So basically, those those are uh, the the main differences between the two. Right. Okay. Thanks, Doc. Now, for people who are living with HIV, what are the guidelines for them to adopt to protect themselves against COVID-19? Very quickly. All right. So the the Ghana's control program has um, the guidelines for persons living with HIV which is available online. You can pass through the commission also and get copies. Copies are available in the health facilities as well for persons living with HIV to read and know what they should know um, in handling themselves uh, to minimize the risk of them getting complications from COVID. Okay, so for persons living with HIV, what are their chances of survival from COVID if indeed they contract it? They, it's, um, once they are on antiretroviral treatment and they are virally suppressed, um, it's probably more just like any other uh, person because their immune system is stable. Um, there, there's a lot more studies that are going on to, call, to establish if they are very strong risks. But um, the key thing is for the person to be on antiretroviral therapy 
and be adhering to their medication and also make sure that they get vaccinated. Those are the key things that persons with HIV should know. And once they have that, they should not have any issues and fears. And maybe let me quickly add also that that makes it very important for all persons to know their HIV status. Because then that's when you know that you are positive and be on treatment. Okay, Doc. And for treatment, is it the, exactly the same kind of treatment that would be given to a, a, an HIV negative person? Is that the yes, same treatment for COVID that would be given to someone living with HIV? Yes, the same treatment. The, same, the only difference would be that the person living with HIV is already or on antiviral therapy for the HIV, which makes that person virally suppressed. And once the person is virally suppressed, that person's immunity and behavior is just like any other person. In fact, once people are virally suppressed and they have undetectable viral load, their risk of even transmitting HIV is very, very minimal. Mm. Thanks so much, Doc. Thank, Thank you, you so much for talking to us, Dr. Kafui Senya. He is a WHO representative. It's a minute to time. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. This is genuine, same OG. As you say, you want to rap into the no, song. Fine, okay. Why don't you rap the live mission? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Charlie, when the anointing comes, you can do anything. Yeah. 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 All right. Now, if you drive, you want two things for your car, great lubricant mm. and a great eye or hand to work on it. Yes, That's why yes. you have two things. One, ATZ servicing. They've got the great eyes and mind, mm. minds and hands to work on your car on the technical level. And... Um, Havoline or Hallmark Oil, they are uh, authorized Texaco distributors in Ghana. They are bringing you Havoline range of lubricants. Mm. And, uh, you can find A to Z at Medina Reeds Junction. Give them a call, 0240-202-828 or call um, Hallmark Oil on 059-420-5353. All right. Now, if you are a lazy or an assignee of state lands, this is for you. It's from the Lands Commission. They are saying that please settle your outstanding ground rent. They don't want to give you any problem. So please go to any land commission office or you can make your payment through Ghana, the Ghana.gov platform or any participating bank. Take your ID and, and pay and all of that. Or you can call 0203-147-754. Pay your annual ground rent now to avoid court action. But I think it's the people that are around us that are changing. You see, we ain't trying to hurt nobody. But people are trying to hurt us. But you know what? I'm just going to keep being me. All I can do in this lifetime. Check it. Day after day, I continue to be. I continue to be. Me, oh me, oh me, Timothy. That's all I can be. That's all I can be, baby. Day after day, day after day, I continue to be. I continue to be. Uh-huh. Me, oh me. And he's still that same OG. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. Let me say good morning to Nicole. Oh, yeah. Uh, the king of Akla. Yeah. That's the time in church. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, king of Akla. That hook he gave me is brilliant. Mm-hmm. It unlocked the song. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of these days, you know, we'll talk about this, the back. This is rap music made in Akla Academy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good morning to an old Akra man, Alex Mo. Today is his birthday. Oh, Enjoy. Alex Mo went to Akra Academy. He's an Akra oh, yeah. boy. Oh, yeah. 
Alex Mood, enjoy your day. Happy birthday to you. Expert fantasy football player. He's one of the best. Mr. Mood. I tell you, yes. He plays FPL very well. He's a big man. Wow. Enjoy the day.